Around Comics, Episode 54. This is Around Comics, a weekly roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the co-host of Around Comics, Brian Salazar. Hello once again. We have our Around Comics regular, Mr. Tom Caters. I had to prepare for something this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is all your fault. The Tom Show. Tom Show, the Tom Show. And rounding out the crew, fresh off of his maiden voyage and back for a second helping, is the man behind the glass, the producer of Around Comics, Bucky. Mr. (laughs) Mr. Dustin Bucky Drace. (laughs) Bucky. All right, guys, uh, glad to see everyone made it to the shop in one piece. It is a uh, dark and stormy night. On it was a the, dark and stormy nightmare. Uh, on the north side of Chicago. It was very treacherous out there. But we're not going to be deterred. Treacherous. It'll beguile you into its house, and then when you're not looking, it'll like, strangle you. Hey, you, you obviously don't, you don't drive up and down Western no. Avenue. You don't I don't think I used it correctly either. <laughs> That's all right. Big words. This episode of Around Comics is sponsored by... Oh, the New York Comic Con. <laughs> the New York Comic Con is bigger, better, and has double the space. How with can more, you forget that? I don't know. With more gaming and anime for 2007. Come to the Jacob Javits Center February 23rd through the 25th and experience the biggest pop culture event in New York City featuring comics, anime, manga, graphic novels, video games, trading card games, RPG, MMOs, toys, movies, TV celebrities, and more. Guest of honors include Stan Lee, Jeff Smith, J. Michael Straczynski, George Perez, and many, many more to be announced. For a complete list of guests, as well as show information, visit www.newyorkcomiccon.com. That's www.nycomiccon.com. Buy your tickets online now to ensure your spot for the 2007 show. Tickets are available now at a discounted rate and advanced purchases at www.newyorkcomiccon.com. Don't miss out on the 2007 New York Comic Con, and we'll be there too. Yes, come meet Tom Caters. Yes, he's a rock star. It's as not I... that great. <laughs> yeah, I feel you're... like you're, you're going to be really disappointed <laughs> when they finally meet you. <clears throat> well, I don't know um, how I'm going to get into the building because your giant head. I weigh I weigh 700 pounds. <laughs> not many people know that about you're, me. About you're wearing age. the sumo wrestler suit. Uh, I'm going to be wearing a parachute. And hopefully someone will be able to wheel me in. Tom, Tom never actually shows up to Dark Tower. We we have to phone him in because he's bedridden. He's been bedridden I've for been bedridden 13 years. I've been 25 years. 25 years. And oh, speaking sorry. of Dark Tower, Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. And while you're at Dark Tower, you can ask about their pull box membership. It is one of the best you'll ever find. You can also check out their enormous selection of trade paperback statues, action figures, and back issues. Yay, Dark Tower. <laughs> Going uh, off the script there a little, weren't you? Yeah, I didn't like see that. it on my show notes. I was like, wow, Tom, what's uh, going on? Adlib. Totally Adlib. Adlib. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, in October, November, you can enter our Around Comics contest. That is the Exterminator's Bug Hunt. Here's your chance to jump into the amazing world of the Exterminators. From now to November 30th, you need to find 10 items spread out over issues 6 through 9 of the Exterminators. 
write down what issue, page, and panel each one can be found in, and email us your answers at info at aroundcomics.com. We'll draw from all the correct entries to find our bug hunt winner. Someone to win. And what will they win? The first place will win a received... <laughs> we'll receive a signed copy of the first Exterminators Collected Edition, Bug <laughs> Brothers, as well as a signed script from author Simon Oliver and a one-of-a-kind sketch from series artist Tony Moore. We have to remember that whenever Tom is reading stuff, that one of us has to do the ad-libbed improv. Well, I know. We're not yeah. the improv guys that he's so used to dealing to like, with. So Tom's like, this I'm is just, where I would I'm jump in and say conversational something. conversational tone. <laughs> what does second place win? <laughs> We'll receive a, a second. Kick in the eye. Oh. A kick in the eye. We'll receive a signed copy of Bug Brothers. Yay! Woo. And everyone else, you just get to read a really good book. Sure. We're getting lots of entries now, and uh, and you know, I don't know if any of them are correct, but uh, a couple of them are. A couple are of them aren't. You already went through them. Uh, I've looked at a couple. Oh. And uh, do, yeah. it. do it. Do it. Go read those issues. Turn yours off. We got. You know, we should give Simon a call sometime soon. Yeah. Just to check in with him, see how things are Just going. Kind of update. Oh, um, speaking of, of Tony Moore, though, I was going to talk about it later. Who mentioned Tony Moore? Well, I Exterminator. Did. Oh, did you? <laughs> um, I was going to announce it later in the show, but uh, next week, really good show coming up. We're going to be talking with Rick Remender and Tony Moore. Rick Remender is the hardest working man in comics, in Has my opinion. Be. Has to be. He, he actually runs a printing plant where they print him. He lives in Canada. He owns Quebec. He owns, yeah, that's what he does. He staples each one. <laughs> so get on that Exterminator's bug hunt, and uh, next week you can learn a little bit more about the Exterminators and Fear Agent and The Walking Dead mm. and... Oh gosh, what, uh, what else is Rick? Uh, Last Christmas, Strange, Strange Girl, Girl. Uh, just a, I don't know. He's, he's doing the Battlestar Galactica, the classic yeah, Battle, yeah. Battlestar Galactica stuff. Um, he's all over the place. You learn yeah, a little bit about yourself too, probably. Probably, I know. Um, but uh, also, <laughs> again, remember not. that your around comics experience <clears throat> isn't complete until you've read this week's long box of love. Each episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic from listener Brian Bowles. Check it out every Monday at www.aroundcomics.com. And after you check out the Long Box of Love, hang around the site and fill out our PodTrack survey. It lets us know who we're talking to and how we can make Around Comics a better show. It only takes a few minutes, so go there and fill it out. Yeah. If you like us, you'll do it. <laughs> Even if you don't like if you don't like us, tell yeah, us do why. Yeah, too, and tell us why. Tell us about how our announcements at the beginning of the show are way too long. Yeah. All right, guys, our main topic this evening, uh, Tom is is the one that put this together. We're yeah. Tom did so, something. So blame him. No. Blame me. Blame no. me for <laughs> the next we're, half hour to 45 minutes. We're, we're very, very excited about this. So thank you, Tom. I think this is a, a book that we had all, all picked up. And uh, this is uh, straight from the Image Press release. I'll use this as our introduction. The Nightly News, and that's the book that we're going to be talking about for the majority of the first from part of the Jonathan show. Jonathan Hickman. It is a politically and socially aware comic book that is sure to raise eyebrows from the comics world. And it certainly did on our show. My already being compared to <laughs> officially, officially. It, it is already being compared to <clears throat> comics work of indie comic legend Brian Wood. The Nightly News is the debut book for creator Jonathan Hickman, who handles all of the writing, art, lettering, and coloring himself. I, I only have it. I only have one question for Jonathan Hickman when we talk to him is. Where does he find pants to fit his enormous balls in? Because the, that the, is a ballsy book. <laughs> that is, yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. It's on his website. Oh, yeah. right. he makes his own. He also makes his own pants for his gigantic balls. 
Susan. He's a very talented, talented young man. man. Around Comics is happy to welcome Jonathan Hickman. Jonathan, welcome to the show, and thank you for being on Around Comics. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. You are the first guest that I have ever been in charge, ever had to go get. Usually I do nothing at all. <laughs> so we're calling this Tom's yeah, show. Yeah, this is the first time Tom did anything so, ever you know, um, Definitely applause to you for actually getting Tom off of his ass to actually go and get a guest. Right. Tom's yeah. big night. Yeah, you should be encouraged by that. Usually I, my happiness is just like, oh, that was good. Yeah, and but we, we all get the we all get this email. I, I guess last week, and it, it was something along the lines of, "Holy shit, have you read the nightly news? We've got to talk to this guy." And uh, and so I guess that that's where we'll start is with the nightly news, uh, because it's only about a week and a half old as far as the the comic stands go. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what the nightly news is? Sure, it's a. Um it's uh, at, well, the big uh, big scheme of it is it's a revenge story about all these people that have had their lives destroyed, um, you know, either um, deservedly so or not deservedly so by um, by you know media reports, you know, erroneous stuff, stuff made up, stuff blown out of proportion. And instead of doing the normal thing that you know a lot of people do whenever they get their, you know torn apart in a tabloid-like fashion, you know, instead of crawling in a hole or killing themselves or, you know, just using their celebrity to do other stupid stuff like, I don't know, celebrity boxing or something like that, um, you know, these guys decide to take revenge. And um, so they go, at, they set out to um, make some changes in the way that the news is reported and the way that, um, you know, the media behaves in general and it all kind of out of control from there. Now, this is your uh, <clears throat> your first published work, but obviously you're not any you know you're not new to uh, design work and and art. I mean, it's not like you just picked up a pencil one day and decided to, to draw and write a comic. Um, what's your background as far as as art and uh, and comics are? Um, I've got a um, I graduated from Clemson University that's in South Carolina, and um, I did an architecture school. Um, well, they have an architecture and an art school there, and I have uh, that's, I majored in architecture. I kind of minored in fine arts, and um, when I graduated, I tried to um, tried to break into comics. Uh, you know, I did the whole uh, submission thing. You know, I did DC and Marvel, and Image was brand new then, and um, you know, failed miserably. I've got a, a huge stack of rejection letters and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't get in because I, I, I really, at the time, I mean, I wasn't even remotely good enough. And I was just trying to draw like everybody else and stuff like that. Um, and from there, I, you know, I went and I had to actually get a job. And I got into early, early on, I got into like interactive CD-ROM development. And that turned into web development. And that turned into advertising. And that's kind of what I've been doing for a decade. So. Well, you know, unfortunately, our, our listeners don't have the advantage of being able to look at the nightly news while we're talking with you. And the way I would describe the they word, they, they, they go get it, <laughs> pause, pause <laughs> go get it, and, and read along with us. Uh, Sal and I were talking a little bit this week as to what it reminds us of, and it's almost like each page is like a self-contained informational poster almost, and it, the, it is so graphic 
intensive. And I'm an art director by trade, and I was extremely impressed by just the graphic content of it. Well, I mean, it, it's um, I think it's obvious what my background, you know, what I've been doing for the last several years. You know, I, I think I think my influences are pretty obvious. Um, it, it is a different kind of way of storytelling. I, I, I don't know whether or not uh, people will consider it a successful endeavor. I mean, I don't know whether or not, um, you know, critically, you know, people will be accepting. I mean, I've, a lot of people have been saying really nice things about it. I've been getting a lot of really nice email, and I've been getting um, what I would consider very good reviews for somebody who's never produced anything before. Um, but, it, but it, you know, I'm... Being completely honest, it, I mean, it, it really is an experiment, and, and, and it is one that, you know, from time to time, you know, I could fail on a page. I, and I think that the thing, you know, that deserves recognition or, you know, any kind of accolades about it is, is that I'm trying something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I found it almost, I, I, at the beginning, I was almost slightly intimidated by it when I opened it up because it's so different from what I'm used to page or two to, to get into to get into it but it is a, a very different way of presenting information with all the sort of infographics Th- this is not a sit down and read it in 10 minutes comic book no and and that yeah, that I'm, is a high compliment yeah i mean i'm, I'm proud of that though i mean i'm 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 not um I, I love comics i'm not i'm not like a comic snob or anything like that i don't refuse to read marvel and dc books or anything stupid like that i mean yeah, I love those companies, and I love a lot of the work that's being produced by them. I, I, I read, you know, uh, the full width and, width and breadth of, of what's coming out in comics, you know, from you know, Marvel to Ad House. But uh, I'm tired of, of 10-minute reads, and I, I don't mean that, like, in a disparaging way. It's just that it's kind of like every comic is doing it. Every And, and it's not just a, um, you know, a lot of people blame it on uh, collecting for trade, Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, not that stories are padded and stuff like that, but but you know that that you know they're telling a long story and they're taking their time with it and you know it's taking six issues to to cram something you know, to tell something that can be crammed into a lot shorter period of time, you know, page wise. Um, but you know, I, I just want something with you know a little bit more density to it. Well, I, I think yeah. it's, I think it's interesting because I think when a lot of people think of books that are sort of compressed storytelling they think of you know a page with eight gridded things in it jammed as as many like panels of action within it but you've managed to achieve the same thing without having to almost go to a really traditional style of fitting a lot of story into it i mean it's still a very aggressive sort of layout but with a ton of information yeah it's this book is an economy of words there's i mean you can have a page filled with dialogue that has one point to it but uh, that's that's what i felt with with nightly news is that each page had some very important things to say that made you stop and kind of chew on them for a few minutes and that was the it was refreshing well I, i was talking to somebody the other day i'm trying to remember who it was but um so we were kind of talking. They were asking me about my book, and I was kind of talking about it. And they were they were talking about other people that you know, you know, are considered kind of graphic designy people within the industry. You know, like Ashley Wood or Chris Ware or Paul Pope or stuff like that. And I was like, I, and I love those guys. I mean, they're amazing. But I was I said the thing that I'm I'm kind of doing that's a little bit different 
is, and you guys were touching on it, talking about multiple panels, you know, to make a page have a lot of content. You know, those guys are still telling stories beat by beat by beat, you know, talking about panel to panel to panel. And I feel like what I'm doing is uh, I'm telling a story without any beats. It's just like there are, like, multiple uh, tones on the same page. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 almost, I think that's kind of the difference, and I think that's why it reads so different than, than a lot of the books out there. Your but, eyes. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass completely. <laughs> I, you know, again, it's an experiment kind of thing. So. Sure, I, I Your felt, eyes go across the page very differently than you would reading. I felt like each normal. page was a beat or a collection of pages were a single beat if you're going to look at it from that perspective. Well, you know, looking back at it, I, I because it is it, – it, it's so different um, of a read, and yet you know, you know it's like it is dense. But you look at the pages, and they're not a typical, uh, you know, it's not it's not a George Perez kind of page where you're looking at a thousand different things. It's you're you're forcing the reader to think about things more than just look at something, and that's to me pretty unique. I mean, you don't you don't see that in comics very much, where it's it's multiple ideas presented in a page. Not necessarily visually, but a combination of visually and the text, and just the concept of what is being talked about, and that to me was very refreshing and 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 something that I hadn't really seen ever before. I, I had seen this book, uh, you know, when it was first um, sort of solicited, solicited right. and and the cover struck me as just something, you know, I I, I knew instantly I was going to pick up, but I had no idea that it was going to be what it was, and I, I was really impressed by it. Um, I guess I should ask, ask a question at this point. <laughs> but, 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 question mark. Yeah. Well, I have a, what I have, a, yeah, I, I have a lot of questions. But I guess my first question is, is, you know, where did this idea come from? Is this sort of your political ideology, or is this just something that uh, you're so sick of of what's going on in this country that you wanted to say something, or you know, or is it just a story? Um, I'm going to disappoint people, but, you know, it's just a story. I mean, I, I don't, I, I've done, I don't know whether it's a lot or a little amount of press and interviews and stuff like that for the book. Um, I've gotten solicited for a lot, and I've done a lot of these email interviews, and I've done some phone interviews, and, and almost, you know, to a man, you know, people, you know, first, second, third question is always, you know, what, why are you so angry? <laughs> 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 what 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 like, cross that like, off the list, Chris? Hey, hey, John, Jonathan. I feel, like they, um, I feel like I'm disappointing when I say no. I'm I'm pretty pretty happy guy. You know, uh, it, it's just it's a story, you know, and it's um the, the 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 narrator, the main character. Yes, he is an angry guy. You know, yes, he is somebody that's had his life completely ruined, and yes, he is upset about it, and yes, he's tired of all the industrial stuff that supports them, you know, supports the industry that, you know, tore them up and that there's, you know, a, 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 a helplessness that comes from trying to fight something that's so huge. And, um, and, and, you know, that's the way he talks. And it doesn't help that the other people that he's hanging around with in the first issue are cult people and they're great, you know, they're, they, they talk like cult people. Um, as the book goes on, a lot of that evens out. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the cold is still there, and there certainly are strong viewpoints, you know, about the media and all that kind of stuff and the political stuff and education stuff and all that is tied into it. Um, 
but it reads a little bit more like a narrative and not a rant. No, you know, like it, the first ten pages do of it. So I, I really got that. I mean, you had mentioned in the in the in the very back page, you had talked about how you know this isn't necessarily a uh, a statement, you know, it's it's a story, but and I, I got the feeling that you were trying to to say that in the story itself by putting the main character as this as this person that yeah he may be saying a lot of things that people may think or feel, but at the same time he's not necessarily a character that um, a lot of us would want to emulate. Uh, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think he's a good guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think there are a lot of good guys in the story that I'm telling because, um, you know, at that kind of level in the muck, there aren't a lot left, you know. So, I think there's there's also an interesting tension in the book between the fact that um, I think a lot of people kind of hate the news and the way the news is presented in this country, but. A lot of people would complain about it, but not a lot of people would go shoot reporters in the head. <laughs> and now, so all of a sudden, you're confronted sort of with, what, you know, do you hate it that much? Is that like... Well, that's right, what right, I... I, was, I mean, were you, were you worried at all writing it, you know, before it came out, that you were going to get a reaction from people of, you know, well, so this is how you feel, this is what you think people should do, this is how, you know, this is a solution sort of attitude? Um, well, I, you know... I, of course, I'm concerned about reaction. I've gotten some interesting emails since the book has come out. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it, it's, I am feel like I'm being true to the story. This is the way the characters would act. Now, if you're asking me if I'm worried that some loon is going to go get a high-powered rifle and start, you know, knocking off reporters, you know, no, I don't think that you know my book is going to influence anybody to do that. Well, I do. I do have a theory that fanboys would be very good serial killers just for the collector mentality. <laughs> you know, it's like I gotta have Peter Jennings. I gotta have Tom yeah, Brokaw. He's already off the list. Yeah, they, they, would, they would bag and board them both, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> it wouldn't be like a book. So. I'm gonna slab them. <laughs> Yeah. But well, I mean, that was the thing that when I got finished reading the book, and I and I actually didn't finish reading it until last night. I didn't get my I didn't get my hands on it until Thursday, and I, uh, and I read it last night. And when I was done with it, the the thing that I thought the most was, wow, you have a lot of guts. I mean, this is a and and I mean that as as a compliment. I mean, most first attempts, let alone I mean, there are guys in comics that write for a long time let alone a first attempt that would have the guts to deal with a subject of this, you know, sort of magnitude and to really put something out there, um, you know, this volatile. And, and, and I was impressed by your ability to just go, you know what, this is what I'm going to do and, and, and not be afraid of any reaction to it. So put a question mark at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a question. I don't have a, there's no question on that, but well, that's kind of a, that's kind of a life thing, man. I mean, that's, um, um, I found on your message board somebody brought up that they found out or they remembered that I did comic book idol like two and a half years ago. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. Yeah. And um, you know the the day after the first round of that finished, Joe Quesada was sent me an email and we were emailing back and forth and he wanted to see my portfolio, which I didn't have. <laughs> and because I, I entered that contest on a whim, I mean I, I hadn't done, I hadn't, I hadn't even drawn in probably. You know, three years at that point, you know, because I'd really kind of just said I didn't want to, I, I gave up. 
Yeah, you just pissed oh, off a lot of people by saying that. <laughs> I haven't performed surgery in ten years. Now I'm just gonna go do heart surgery. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I got a um, at, at the end of that idol thing that they wanted me to try out. You know, do the little Marvel tryout thing where they send you the Bendis script, and you know, I, I I did it and I drew. You know. And I, I told the story exactly in the manner that probably 50 other people that want to work at Marvel did, yeah. you know, would have done. And um, I sent it off, and they were like, "No, you suck." And you know, <laughs> it was like one of those—it it was like one of those things where it's like, you know what, you know, you, you're going to have to do stuff your own way, you know. And so I spent right after that, I spent like a year and a half trying to do a graphic novel, and. Um, I did. I did. I did it again. I mean, I, I wrote this horribly boring, you know, safe story. You know, you know, superhero meets, you know, X Men meets Avengers meets, you know, Star Trek. You know, what? It, how, you know, however people met plus zombies. You know, you know how <laughs> that would know. sell a hundred thousand copies. If you put the right. You think? You think it would? <laughs> and um, I finished um, like forty-eight. 48 pages of it, and I sat down and I read it, and it was um, it was terrible. I mean, it was terrible. It was everything that I didn't like about books, you know? And um, so I, I, I threw that away, and I took uh, two weeks, and I uh, put together a submission for Image, and I drew five pages, and I you know, laid them out like I do, you know? Did the first five pages of the nightly news. And um, sent it an image, and I sent it off on a Monday, and by Friday I had a gig with them. Wow. How many times have you rewritten slash redrawn the first issue of Nightly News? Um, I, I, I haven't. I mean, I, I went and I tweaked it. Mm-hmm. You know, I constantly tweaked it over the first two months, you know, as it was getting ready and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, I didn't rewrite any of it. I mean, the, the first draft of the of the thing is the first draft of the, of the issue. I mean, I messed around with the art because I was trying to figure out um, what would and wouldn't work, but you know it was the story wrote itself pretty quick. I mean the whole thing was plotted out in like three days. I mean I knew the whole story pretty quickly. Well, now you know we see this a lot in more in independent comics, but but not in a lot of more mainstream comics. But uh, you are the the nuts and bolts of this operation. You are the the writer. You're the the artist, letterer, everything. Uh, is that just how you like to work? Is is by yourself, or or do you see yourself? Are you as... an angry loner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you ever I don't get? I have any friends. You know, I just sit at home and play video games. Um, no, I, I I don't think this would have worked if I would. I mean, at what part would I be able to farm out? Sure. You know that I would be able to collaborate with somebody. I mean, obviously not the writing or the art. I mean, I couldn't farm out the coloring. I mean, that's just as integral, and it's all. You know, mixed in with the line art and all as well, because there's all those, you know, kind of color hole looking things. I certainly couldn't farm out the text, you know, so I, I don't think I had an option, you know, if I was going to create this kind of cohesive, you know, vision that I had. Do you think that helps is that this is a single vision and it's, you know, sometimes having a collaboration can help you flush out ideas, but this is very singular in, in its vision is how it's read, and, and I think it reflects that. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any other way to do it. I, I honestly don't think you could replicate. I, I don't think that the that the talent factory at Marvel would be able to consistently replicate what I'm doing on the book. I don't think there's a way to write the script 
that you know that that's what you're going to get. Because, I mean, people write by panels, you know, that's, that's how they write it. I think um, um, you guys know who Joe Casey, Joe Casey is, right? Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, do you guys remember when he got the uncanny gig at the same time that uh, Grant Morrison was on the new X-Men? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And he worked with, um, I'm trying to remember his name, maybe Richard Starkins is the comic craft guy. I'm not sure, the lettering guy. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, like, the Poptopia stuff he was doing. You could you could tell that that's the direction that he wanted the book to go in, like a real graphic design kind of look. Mm-hmm. And then if you look, you know, he followed that up with the intimates at Wildstorm with all the little newsy things at the bottom. Um, you know, you look at him working on the work that he and Ashley Wood did on Automatic Kafka. You know, um, Kafka, you, you could just see that, that that guy wanted to do this, but you just can't pull it off separate. Sure. No, that makes a lot of I, I sense. I think anyway, I could be wrong. You know? No, no, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. I never looked at it that way. But, um, you know, going into, I wanted to touch on the, the research you had to have done for this book because you put a lot of information in the book, uh, specifically about, uh, you know, the globalization of, of media. And we're just assuming it's all true. Well, I, I, and that's something I want to touch on, too, but... How much research did you do, and 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 uh, you know what did you try and uh, make sure you weren't missing before you you were willing to put this information out there? Um, my my original idea was to in issue one have everything be factual, and in issue six everything be a lie, you know, <laughs> and that would have been a cute little thing to do along with the story, you know, to kind of prove my point, um, but. The stuff I had, all the facts and figures and all that, were just too good to not use. Stranger than fiction kind of thing? Truth is stranger yeah, than yeah, fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those little information graphics, they relate to, like, the broader theme of that individual issue. Like, mm-hmm. like the information graphics in issue two and issue three don't have anything to do with, you know, globalization and the corporatization of the news media or anything like that. They, they deal with completely different subjects. So, um and then the hope is that the whole theme for all six issues, you know, kind of comes together and it proves kind of the whole point of the book. Are you intentionally aware of uh, the paradox of, of, you know, you're sort of talking about these news outlets and, and the misinformation that's going out there, and then at the same time you have a narrative that is providing the same sort of information? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's intentional. I'm assuming that that's going somewhere uh, with the story. Well, the guys, the PR guy at Image, well, he's not there anymore, Jim Dumanakis. Mm-hmm. He um, he kept telling me over and over mm-hmm. that I needed to make it simple, you know, whenever I was talking to people, <laughs> you know. And that's why he's not um, at Image anymore. You know, <laughs> no. so that's the whole pitch about, you know, it's a revenge story and all that, which yeah. is true. That That is what it is. But that's kind of the surface story. You know, that's the... The action story, the 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 theme, of the the meta theme of the whole thing is that um, spoilers. It, it, there's, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, there's uh there's no difference between the way that uh, news organizations and cult leaders talk to their viewers and listeners. There's no psychological difference between the way that they communicate. Now, there's a difference between the way that they act and things that they do, but uh, on a purely communication level and the language that they use, you know, loaded language, leading language, 
you know, fact, fiction is fact and all that kind of stuff, or, you know, fact by omission and stuff like that. You know, that's kind of one of the things that I kind of picked up whenever I was doing all the research. They, they behave the same the way that they talk to their viewers, believers, followers, whatever. And that's kind of the overall theme of the whole thing. So when you see the narrator of, you know, the cult, you know, saying all these things about um, people being duped into following a media and stuff like that, he he's a dude too, mm-hmm. you know? So, well, that and that obviously leads into other stuff, so. Well, it leads into the question of which one of the news anchors do you think would be the best cult leader? <laughs> and I would go with Brokaw. <laughs> which one's dead? Is that Jennings is dead? Jennings passed away, yeah. Yeah, then that guy. Someone banking on Jennings. I think cred. there is an actual Walter Cronkite cult out there to some degree just because of the sort of nostalgia factor of, of, sure. of his news. And, and now you have the Edward R. Murrow you know, cult. That was a that was a great line. The guy that's trying to validate his um, his his status or believability. He's like, I was handpicked by Edward R. Murrow. I mean, that was a great moment in the in the book. And uh, well, you know, Edward R. Murrow was 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 great. You know, that guy was a that guy's a real newsman. You know, um, it's a shame that Cronkite is the guy that followed him. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, you know, I don't know if you have or not, but. You, you know the little speech that the guy, that the Cronkite-type character is giving? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's almost verbatim. That's from a speech he gave at, like, a U.N. conference or whatnot. You know, it's scary, scary stuff, man. This guy's a loon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like in other countries they refer to newscasters as news readers because that's what they are. It's not like any of these guys have ever... It's not like Broca's hacking his way through the jungle. Yeah. To go get, you know, that line, I, I ended a war. You know, yeah. that was that was a powerful statement in the, in that. Well, um, guys, you want to you want to um, go on and uh, go to a couple forum questions here? Sure. Now you've already been to the forum, so you've taken a look at these. So so we're expecting really good answers. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> Fire away. This one is uh, is from uh, Chip or Weak Rocker on the forum. It was, uh, it was uh, hard. Uh, he asked, "Was it hard to pitch this book to Image?" Uh, having read their submission policy online, I'm wondering how much of the book was completed before you did the actual pitch. Oh, five pages. Okay. Nice. As we had already talked about. Uh, he goes on, he says, uh, how long does it take to complete a single issue? Probably about three and a half weeks. Okay. Are you? Are, how far along are you with it? Are you complete with it? Or is it done or are you still working on it? Oh, no, no. It's not done. It's not done. Uh, I am in the middle of issue three right now. Okay. Well. But the whole thing is is densely plotted, and all the like photo reference crap has already been shot, and all that. So, so could, could is there a chance you could put like uh, you know a, a podcaster getting his head blown off <laughs> in episode you know in issue four maybe? We hear that Tom has already sent his picture well, in. We, as far we, as we, the we have a rule: we're only killing the bad guys here. So, I mean, <laughs> oh no! That's how you feel about it. I mean, we can accommodate. <laughs> Let's see how the rest of this interview goes. <laughs> well, to, last week Tom Tom tells us about the contest. I was like, oh wow, we should all three get together and do that as, as the podcast. Tom's like, I already sent mine in. <laughs> I'm not going to bank my hopes hey, on YouTube. You know, considering the the, the content of, of your book, what do you feel about contests? I mean, uh, contests. What do you feel about, <laughs> about contests? What do you feel about... I'm all for contests. What do you feel about podcasting? And not necessarily comic book podcasting, but, but just in general. You know, just in general, podcasting as a medium. 
Well, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I, I live in South Carolina, and, um, you know, we don't have what would be described as a thriving comic community or anything like that. And um, so I, I basically sit in my room and, and just draw and work on the computer and stuff like that. I mean, our local comic shop, they, they, don't, they, don't, carry, they don't carry image books. But they have a couple dark horse. Wow. Um, you know, so it's, an, it's only a Marvel DC shop. So, you know, you can only talk to guys about that stuff. You know, I spend a lot of my time listening to podcasts. I, I probably, I probably have between you guys and let's see, who like Fanboy Radio and Word Balloon. And, do, you, do you listen to Word Balloon? Oh yeah, yeah, John, that guy's good. John, come on over. Um, John Suntress is actually here tonight. Yeah, well, he's 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 standing in the. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, hey, how are you? Your show's terrible, man. I was just talking to you. Because <laughs> I hate your book. It sucks. <laughs> and there's no way in hell I'm ever going to, like, email you word and balloon. have you on, too. I listen to that <laughs> shitty word balloon podcast. That's the way you're so shitty about broadcasting, man. That's my turf. <laughs> and I'm speaking for the broadcast. We're not happy. <laughs> John is a professional broadcaster, so maybe you should blow his head off. In, in, in yeah, 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 put me on the list. a little sensitive. We may have to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's awesome, Jonathan. Honestly, and I as soon as uh, as soon as the guys told me you were coming on, I'm like, shit, they beat me to it. But I but I I, I have every intention of uh, emailing you next week and uh, setting up a time. Cool. All right, <laughs> cool. All right we we scoop Suntress for once. Oh, we finally got him. <laughs> next, Alan Moore. No, well that's cool. Well, it, uh, we're definitely uh, kind of flattered that you listen to us, and and I know you know John's probably feels the same. So that's cool. So thank you. And pity. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing about it is the, the point I was getting to is um these shows are an incredible resource for people. I mean, listen, I'm I'm happy that they're out there for the fans, and I'm I'm happy that that you guys have you know like a community that listens to the show and all that. But the shows getting to hear other creators, you know, talk about their craft and talk about what they do and pump their books and just listening to them. You know, be energetic about the business it is a um, is a tremendous asset. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of all those shows. So, awesome. You know, thanks. Oh, <laughs> thank you're, you. You're hey, welcome. hey, we wouldn't have the show unless it was guys like you that are doing the books, and that's that's why we're Let's here. Let's stop with the goddamn back slapping. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, John. It's almost, yeah, it's almost <laughs> pornographic. The levels we're reaching. All right, back to the questions. This is uh, still from Week Rucker. Um, How many fucking questions? He asked three. Have? He asked three, and Chip's a good guy, so we'll ask. Uh, what? What? And I'm interested in this from you know because I'm a designer, not a very good one, but that's what I do. Uh, what software and techniques do you use in the production? I guess he's asking what software package you use. Um, I, I am pretty much strictly an Illustrator, Photoshop guy. Okay. Um, I mean, I draw with a brush and a nib. You know, sometimes I'll use, you know, markers or, you know, the little Copic pens or stuff like that. But, I mean, 70%, probably 70, 75% of the book is done on the computer, and it's all Illustrator, Photoshop. I mean, I might mess around and paint or some, but other than that, it's just that stuff. Have it's you basic, basic tools. Mm-hmm. Have, you, uh, have you taken a look at the new Centique uh, LCD tablet screens? Yeah, I thought about buying one of those. My my only concern is um, I heard that there's like a little lag in the brush time. You know, apparently it's something that you can get over pretty quick. And I saw some guys reviewing it from you know professional colorists. Um, I don't know what you guys are talking if about. If you're if you're at if you're at our forum uh, or go to Gutter Zombie and Scott Johnson is usually hanging around one or the other. 
email him about it or PM him about it. We went over to Scott's last week and saw him use the the Suntique in in Scott, action. Scott does awesome. uh, Scott does a lot of the merchandising artwork for Marvel. Um, okay. So he, he and he uses Suntique and it it. It's awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But anyway, uh, next next uh, post was uh, from Rom Lives. He said, uh, are you going to off Dan Rather and Ted Koppel? What a massacre that would be. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. I love Ted Koppel. He's a, he's a mensch, you know. Dan Rather. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath. He might not make it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fan fiction, everyone. Is he going to be singing train songs while he goes? <laughs> All right, next one. This one is from Super Harmon. Uh, Hick- Hickman was in the first series of CBR's Comic Book Idol. He was runner-up from memory. So if I had to ask a question, I guess it would be if that helped him along in any way. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was it, it kind of got the juices flowing again, and, and, and I'll... And I, you know, that was one of those things where it was like, you know, I, I really miss this. I would really like to do this, and I hate my job. <laughs> um, so, there you go. Nice. And uh, the next one is from G-Dog. He said, uh, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Uh, that movie single-handedly turned me into punk goth my junior year of high school. I went from a classic rock-loving average kid to an angry KMFDM and eyeliner dork within a week of watching Network. So as you might have guessed, I absolutely adored Nightly News. Um, was, was Network, network a, 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 a you know influence on this book at all? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, you know, that's uh, the phenomenal movie. I picked up the, I don't know what is, I think it's the 25-year anniversary DVD the other day. You know, and they, they've got all the extra commentary stuff on there and all that. And they had a, actually had a little section on there talking about how uh, Patty Chayefsky told the studio that uh, no, Stanley Kubrick couldn't direct the movie. Because it would be uh, it would be viewed as a Stanley Kubrick movie instead of a uh, Chayefsky movie, you know that that uh, that 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 was the coolest thing I, I got out of all that. <laughs> nice. so it's like when you get to veto that guy, when you get to veto veto Stanley Kubrick, that's you, pretty. You got some you got some heat, man. That's yeah, no cool. kidding. You got some pull. Um, speaking of influences, I mean, I, I've already heard a lot of people compare uh, Nightly News to, to Brian Wood's work on DMZ and and his other work. Was Brian Wood's stuff an influence at all or, or not? Um, yes or no? Yes or no? <laughs> Lightning not, round. Not, not really. Not, not really. I mean, uh, Brian is, um, you know, his background is he's a graphic designer. And I I, um, I love his work. I love what he's doing, but I don't think the content of what he's doing is in any way reflected. But I love the comparison. He's a hell of a talent. I mean, he's really, really good. Well, I, I think the comparisons come because it's hard to compare the nightly news to anything, and I think that people are are trying to 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 grope for anything that they can that they can compare it to. And and Brian Wood is probably you know like um, uh, Channel Zero is that the, yeah, the one I'm Channel thinking? Of? It, it's probably the closest careers. thing that that I've seen to it. So I, I think it was just because it's a very undefinable. Book compared to just about anything else that's out there. So kudos. Oh, that's probably true. I mean, that, that's that's probably true. You know, I've I've, I've email, emailed Brian about this. You know, everybody kind of comparing it to him, and I, I told him that you know I am. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm it, sorry. You know, please don't think I'm like throwing your name around like we're pals or anything like that. And he was like, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I, I, everything I've heard is that he's a very, a very nice guy. So. I, I will completely agree with you, though. I mean, as as far as you know, there, there's obviously, obviously, I think what people are comparing are the graphic element 
uh, to your storytelling and, and to the layout of the book. But as far as content-wise, yeah, I mean, I think it's not in the same ballpark. I mean, it's not the same sort of, of storytelling at all. And, and uh, But it's hard to not take that as a compliment. I mean, sure. you know, he is... No, no, he's kick-ass. I mean, the, <laughs> I, I, it's not like I'm like, no, not Brian Wood. I mean, God, he's, no. he's awesome. You know, it's just that I don't, I don't, I personally don't see the, the story connection, but I get I get why people make it. Well, you know, since, uh, you know, Nightly News is... It's very different, but, I mean, you've talked about you working in other styles. Do you have some projects in mind to follow up Nightly News that will, you know, show us some, you know, flexing some different muscles uh, storytelling-wise? Or is this kind of a style that, that you see yourself kind of uh, staying with for a while? Well, I, I'm, I will continue to experiment heavily. I mean, I, I do not feel like – well, I, I feel like this. I am I am interjecting into comic art. I'm I'm trying to. My attempt is, is to interject, you know, as much graphic design stuff as I can. Um, but I, I feel like the the stuff that I'm interjecting is stuff that is post trendy. It's already been accepted into popular culture. It's not it's not you know radical graphic design by any stretch of the imagination. It's really sedate. And um, I want to continue to push that. And I would have pushed it even more with the nightly news, but. You know, at, at some point the book has to be commercially viable and has to be acceptable, you know, and and I was pushing it to a bunch of comic book people, not a bunch of graphic design people. So, you know, you have to be conscious of that. My hope is that as I, you know, get the trust of readers and I gain, you know, a following of some sort or whatnot. A cult? Um, yeah, exactly right. My, my people, as my people follow me around, I, I hope that I'll be able to keep pushing it further and further. But, yeah, I know what my next two projects will be. I already know what the stories are. I already, um, they're already plotted out a good little bit. So I've got my next year planned out pretty good. I'm hoping that that stuff will be at Image. We'll see. I, I think that they're happy with me so far. I don't, I don't know. I could screw it up because I'm me. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I'll continue to push it. I, I probably will not even – the art will change, too. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big photo reference guy. I just thought it was appropriate for the story. So, yes, I know what I'm doing, and I will kind of stay in this vein, but I'm going to push it much more. Headline, John the Hickman knows what he's doing. <laughs> That'll be the title of the episode. Any, uh, any traveling the cons for you in the next year, uh, promoting the book or, or any kind of other promotion of the book? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't going to, but then everybody keeps telling me I'm stupid. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go to New York. Um, I think that's in February. February twenty yeah. what third through the fifth. We'll be yeah. there. We will be there. Look uh-huh. us up and uh, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I will buy you at least one drink. At least. Oh, all right. <laughs> at the um, minimum. At the minimum. We'll get a, at the minimum one drink. <laughs> okay. we, may, we, we may even give you a t-shirt. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm de- definitely going to New York. I, I, I've been told that I have to go to San Diego. Like I don't get a conscious choice in it. But so apparently I'm going to be in San Diego, and then I will definitely be at Heroes Con in Charlotte because that's near where I live, and that was really fun last year, and that was like the first convention I've been to. You know, but other than that, I, I don't think so. I've got I just got I've got a shitload of work to do, you know, and I've been waiting for so long. I, I'm not really down with touring the country. Well, I'd rather Tom, work and actually yeah. make some comics since I've waited for sure. a while. But, Tom, um, Tom, but I'm Tom sure said that's something that, uh, that I'll be doing every year from now on. So. Uh, Tom, Tom said that he'll uh, he'll let you crash at his pad if you come to Chicago. When is Chicago? Is that after San Diego? Yeah, it's about two weeks afterwards. Okay. I have a choice of air mattresses. 
<laughs> well, Jonathan, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. We all really, really did like the nightly news, and we're very excited to see what uh, what you've got coming up next because I think you, uh, you know, like I said before, for a first effort, it was very impressive, and and I think you have a lot to say, and and I think you're uh, you're a heck of a talent. So thank you once again for being on the show, and you know, good luck with the book, and and we'll talk to you soon. All right, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, we want to thank Jonathan Hickman for a, a great chat about the nightly news. Please check that out. It's a new from Image Comics. Should still be in your comic shop, and if it's not, ask Man for it. More. It's only two ninety nine, and it's worth every single penny. It's it, dense. It, it's a it's a very very good book. I I, uh, I thought it was great. So looking forward to uh, maybe uh, meeting him in New York, and buying him a drink or yeah. two, and all three getting of us drunk and together to buy, to buy one, one drink. drink. Yeah. Well, they're expensive in New York. We don't make any money on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, got a few announcements here and, uh, and a couple surprises. Uh, Sal, the hotline, 1-888-65-GCAS. Give us a call. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the show, just like this well, one. We've got a couple more later in the show, but oh. we're going to do something a little different today. You set me up for that, you bastard. But uh, it, it, today. Like oh, this is the Brown. reverse. Oh, this is the this reverse. Is, this is the reverse hotline. Reverse flash hotline. So, so let me. Uh, zoom line. Zoom, zoom line. <laughs> Are you calling the Hall of Justice? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, and John. Oh, by the way, John Suntress is in the house. Yes, John Suntress. Gee, there's something new. Yeah, how are you? We're gonna John. mix things up this week. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Pretty radical. Yeah. Good luck with that. Every we meet every, every Thursday th- and we say, "What are we going to do this week that's different?" And we <laughs> list them and we vote. And John, who, who, who are we calling? Is this a surprise it's guest? It's a mystery Mr. guest. Yes. Mr. Pat Loika. Oh, hey. you just got reverse hotline. <laughs> it's the reverse hotline. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> What's happening, Pat? Uh, right now nothing. We're at a uh, we're at a show after party. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't show. <laughs> yeah. what, who's after party? Uh, we're, we went to a, you know, this local artist, David Hopkins. He has this annual thing where everyone goes to after the show and uh, just hang out and eat and drink. For all the listeners out there, uh, can you let them know uh, what state you're in right now? What little event? Inebriation, but the actual <laughs> United States. We're in Louisville, Texas. We are in, uh, well, not exactly Dallas. We are in Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Arlington, home of the Rangers. Did you have a chance to uh, go by the uh, the Dark Tower booth down there? They have a booth here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a big negatory. I will stop by tomorrow and say hi. Yes, that's uh, Matt, uh, the owner of Dark Tower. They're uh, they're down there, and I'm sure there'll be tons and tons of fifty cent and quarter books for you to rifle through. Yes. Okay, I might I might have seen them because I saw the, I saw the, I saw one of, I saw that booth with a block. Okay, yeah, fifty cent both. With, there's not that many of them. If you're looking for ten copies of Shadowhawk Two, number one, they got them. You can get ten, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Two. Tom, right? Tom has already gotten all the good ones yeah. out of the store. So, <laughs> if you want, I'll, I'll be sure to send you ten copies of Shadowhawk Two, number one, anyway. <laughs> nice. Hey, Pat. Um, I mean, yeah. you're sort of like a con expert. I mean, you you He's go a to con icon. You you are a con, con icon, artist, if you will. You are a con artist. Um, <laughs> How how would you compare uh, Wizard World Chicago to, or Wizard World Texas to the other Wizard Worlds or other cons that you've been to? Uh, uh, Texas is one of the, it's a bit smaller. Uh, it's not it's not as big as Chicago. I mean, they have some great guests this year, but it's not. Last year was really good. For example, I, I I can't really gauge how this year goes because there's an entirely new set up this year where they put Artist Alley 
inside the main hall instead of having its own room. Oh, that's nice. So we're still trying to figure it out, but there's some there's some good stuff out there. Who are who are some of the highlight guests there, or uh, uh, the folks in Artist Alley that you know are, are standouts in your opinion? Ed Brubaker's here. Uh, Michael Ward's here. Steve Epping's here. Bill Sinkiewicz is in Artist Alley, but he did not show up today. Uh, there's a uh, quite a bit of Christian who's at Supermarket is here. Oh, great! I remember everybody. Uh, Raven Gregory's here. Christian Baranek. Uh, Chris Moreno's here. Yeah, pretty much the usual guys, plus a few others. I've never, you know, some a bunch of locals. But I was just also here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are things going for uh, for you and Path of uh, Path of Armageddon? Path to Armageddon. Path, path to Armageddon. Uh, it, it, it's, it's doing really good. This is the first. Act, this is actually the first con we've done as part of our studios. There's like three of us here who are representing the group. Uh, I'm here with Mike Williams and uh, Michael Woods. And it's been, we've been doing good, actually. We also have a guest in our booth. We have Sean Galloway, who did the animation, who did the uh, character design for the Hellboy animated movie. Oh, cool. Sure. He's sitting with us, yeah. He, because he did a project with Mike Woods, and they're promoting that here. How's the response been to Dial R Studios? A lot of people are rem- remember us because of our uh, because we started from Rolling, and people asked about it, and you know, we just pretty much tell them what, what the deal is. And... Uh, it's been it's been really positive. There, you know, there's a lot of people who are you know eager to see what we're up to, and you know we're 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 working on doing different things with comics and you know promoting our each other. It's been good. We we our first collaboration is actually out. It's a web comic called The uh, Hotel, which is about my you know time working in the hotel industry. It's available through our site and or through Silent Devil's website. I've heard good stuff about that. Very twisted. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's it like uh, not having your regular booth mate, Mr. Uh, Wachter, down there? Do you miss him? Well, the, the, booth, uh, the booth people, there's no. a lot, a lot of the guys that, I, that I, I'm with are, you know, people that I've worked with, you know, at Ronin anyway that I like. So you're saying that you don't so, miss Dave? Oh, I miss Dave. Oh, sure. <laughs> it, it, it's not the same without Dave. <laughs> I, get, I get lonely and it's cold at night. So, <laughs> what's uh, what's on the docket for tomorrow? It's, uh, it's Friday night now. You know the the uh, was there a Thursday night? Were you there Thursday night? There was nothing for Thursday night, but uh, we drove in Thursday night. For after like 26 hours, we finally arrived. How was that drive? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I drove in with uh, Raven and Christian, and it was it was a uh, Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, actually, uh, it was supposed to be like a, uh, the, it was, the projected time was like 19 hours. We got here at 26. Yeah, yeah everything was slower in the south. Hey, hey, do me a favor, Pat. Another personal huh? note. Well, this is Uh-oh. sort of a show thing, but uh, I'd really like to get Raven on to talk about seven when he get when he gets a chance. Uh, so tell him that we we want to have Raven on and talk about uh, seven because I really enjoyed that. What kind of presence do they oh, have over there? I'll let him know. He's somewhere around here. Actually, he's kind of drunk already. So. Oh, oh, oh big, no. sh- big shock. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Raven, drunk. Yeah. Shocking. We'll, we'll go, yeah. go go find him. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pat, what kind of setup does Xenophobic have down there? Because certainly there are a lot of interesting creators that are behind that 7 project. Not only Raven, obviously, uh, Christian and uh, Adam as well, but sure. Berenick and uh, David. The Berenick Depp. brothers. Yes, if you will. And uh, David, uh, who, who wrote City of Heroes after Wade uh, left. And I can't remember his last name now. But anyway. Anyway, guys. I don't remember good either. <laughs> but, uh, no, do they, I mean, is there is there a big uh, display for uh, Seven and what uh, they're doing? No, they don't even. They, they nope. uh, pretty much Raven has a table at Artist Alley. The Zenoscope doesn't have a booth here now. Okay. There are, you know, it's kind of weird because the biggest booth in 
belong to Top Cow. Oh, There's no Marvel booth or DC booth here. Wow. What, wow. Uh, now, you mentioned a bunch of Marvel uh, creators. What DC creators are down there? Uh, For 20 remember, points, uh, Pat. There's, 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 uh, I, I obviously cannot, re- I cannot recall. I <laughs> Pat doesn't read DC. I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, so. So you're working, you're, you're working the whole show, but anything uh, special planned for tomorrow or Sunday? Anything you, you, uh, any creators you plan on taking a little time out to go get uh, some sketches or autographs or anything from? I actually bought Boo Baker stuff to get signed because I never, I have not asked for an autograph in like years doing cons. So uh, I'm, I'm actually going to geek out and go to Boo Baker and have have uh, have him sign my criminal books and my uh, Captain America and Daredevil stuff. Drop my name, you might, he might, drop my name and he might, uh... Rip those comics up right yeah. in front of your face. <laughs> hey, uh, he was actually, he's actually sitting at Steve Epting's spot earlier today and he was giving away copies of Criminal Number 1. He's working hard on that point. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah dude, it's, it's amazing. And, he, he, and yeah, I, I never got a chance to say hi to him, but a buddy of mine actually came up to him with a copy of Criminal to get signed and like, he was like, oh my god, you're the most awesome guy ever, you're the first guy to ever bring a copy to me. <laughs> wow, Pat. They uh, they started something last year at Wizard World Texas, where uh, and I think it was on Saturday night where they had a nice big uh, art show that was kind of this cool yeah. little happening of a cross between you know a rave and and an art you know and a live art show and it, it yeah, sounded like a lot of fun. Show. Are they doing it again? Uh, they're doing another one this year. It's actually tomorrow night. It's being hosted. You know, it's Family Radio's fifth anniversary show thing. So uh, I'm actually going to be attending. I don't know if I'll be drawing again like I did last year, but we'll see. Okay. You're going to be covered in glitter and dancing, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I really it's see pos- it. It's possible. You, you never know what you know, you're getting yourself into. But most of, most of the artists, I mean, last year they had Jim Mafu, David Mack, and all those guys involved. Like This year they're, they're mostly local artists. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, pretty much anyone can jump in and start drawing when they feel like it and yeah. start painting. Sure. Well, that, that's yeah. That's that's uh, Michael Lark's hometown. He's a he's a Dallas boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's a local, but he's a local. He doesn't normally do wizard shows, I believe. And he's actually at, he's actually going to be at the Splash Page Comic Art booth, where uh, I guess they they have his they, they they represent him and they have his original art for sale as well. Sure. Hey, Pat, are, uh, I'm assuming you're going to New York next year. Is that cor- uh, am I correct in that assumption? I'm not gonna get my own booth for space. I'm just gonna go there for fun. Well, you can I'll hang. Be, you, hang probably uh, harass you guys. You can hang out in our booth. Yeah, right. I'll definitely hang around. Hang out. You can. Yeah, be... I, I, I could be. I could be a go for you. Then you guys put have the table. No, 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 no. Run around for your drinks and stuff. You're gonna do. You're gonna do sketches. You're gonna do well, sketches yeah, and. Yeah. You can hang out in our booth and, and do your whole spiel. Come on, man. Hey, Pat, it's Sultris. Oh, right, you could be right. my stunt double. Wait. Did you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, that means I have to shave. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll grow a stash, man, and then I'll do the buzz cut. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right, well, Mr. Loika, we're going to let you get back to your uh, back to your evening's enjoyment. Thank you so much for letting us check in with you. Have a great oh, rest of your time. Thank you, con. guys, Colin. Hey, any time, Pat, and we're looking forward to seeing uh, you in February. I will see you in February. Have a good night. See you on the boards, Pat. See you, buddy. All right, see you there. All, All right. right. Bye-bye, buddy. <laughs> but Pat, Pat's a hell of a guy. 
God, Christ. This Jesus. is a fucking party line podcast. <laughs> Hello. Everyone, this is uh, Vince B. from the Bullpen Bulletins, and I figured since all three of us slummed over on his podcast yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, Vince, you know, uh, I thought this was an exclusive podcast. You said, you know, you, you begged me to come on the Bullpen's Bulletin co- podcast, you know, to bring a bunch of listeners, to, to bring my charm and excitement to the show. A bunch of listeners. And, <laughs> and you promised me that it would be an exclusive that I wouldn't have to put up with Tom and Chris on the show. And what do I hear today? I hear I hear both of these guys, you know, their insecurities. They come outside and doing my own thing. They had to be on the show. You well, know? we had to save the show somehow. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> well, I can't say no to Chris. You know, he, he called me up crying. How can we have Tom and, and, and Sal on, you know, have me? I had, you know, I had to play his little message. I would have appreciated you edi- editing out some of my stupidity, like I'm hoping that Dustin will do tonight. With the show that we're recording, you might not have a show. Well, I think you did good. <laughs> you have to at least have 15 minutes of well, time. Hey, hey, Vince, we, we also we have another guest uh, that I don't think that you guys have ever actually talked in person. We we got John Sun, John Suntress here. Surprise, surprise. John Suntress, I'm shocked. Hi, Vince. It's a pleasure. How are you? Good, man. How's the world of the bulls? Heard from you in a while. I'm I'm sorry that I haven't written. <laughs> how's uh, how's uh, the podcast world going for you? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, doing okay. Beautiful, you know, slowly but surely. Oh, you're, you're you're being you're being way way you're too much. You're forced to be reckoned with. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're right there in the front line. Yeah, we already hate you. Exactly. <laughs> That's because I'm such a hit with the ladies. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, blonde Michelle. We got to talk about that whole thing. <laughs> so, what have been the what, what have been uh, some of the recent topics? Forgive me of of, of uh, bullpen bulletins. I mean, you know, do you like do you like Civil War? Are you happy? Are you are you pissed? What's going on? No, I love it. I think That's it's great. great. Well, they're actually getting ready to change to the Image podcast. They're getting pretty disenfranchised with Marvel, Is right? That... Right, Vince? <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, they're a good company. They're putting out a lot of good stuff. I think they're going to change to the Landcast. All Greg Land, all, all the, the time. time. Oh, yeah, Landcast. Right. Yeah, that'll happen. But honestly, I, we have to stop bringing him up because we're getting too much mail. You know, it's like, why are you picking on the guy? He's a real hey, nice guy. He's I defended him. I defended Greg. I think I did a, I a pretty good job of defending him the other night. And, and you know, I, I think your accusations of his, uh, you know, Sucking. inferiority, well, his suckiness. You guys didn't like the return of Huntress uh, in the Serpent Squad in that uh, Ultimate Power? Wasn't that? Tell me, did you guys come to the same conclusion, or was I just smoking too much weed when I was reading that? Oh boy, or both? <laughs> Could be both. Could be neither. This is broadcast. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. this is broadcasting. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? No, I did. You guys did. You guys reach that same conclusion in that one splash page as well? Yeah, it's horrible. Well, that <laughs> just, oh, that, that one figure looks like the Huntress. Am I right? From uh, right, Birds of right. Prey. She doesn't have a waist. If, if you if that was a real person, her waist would be like a twelve. She's well, dead. That I don't mind. I, you know, I'm the same way as Sal is. I like Greg Land, and I don't mind the occasional swipe. But when it is very blatant, and it's like, wait a minute, I remember seeing that exact pose on that actress. I can and, put and, up. You know, I can put up with a certain amount, but at some point, you know, well, yeah. Just, you, well, you, and it's okay to start, you know, as as the beginning with that. But do your own thing. Yeah. Well, like I right. like I said Look on at the all the fucking publicity Greg Land gets. Every podcast has got a bitch about him. <laughs> well, it, right? well <laughs> like I, like I said on the Bullpen Bulletins podcast that you can find at www.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. That's nice. You like that? <laughs> um, what, 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 you know, 
it's frustrating because he can draw. He's he has talent. He's a fantastic artist. It's just I wouldn't go fantastic. He has talent. <laughs> I love. I love. Lot. The guy's no Jack I Kirby. Sojourner. I was a huge. <laughs> Vince says he's no Jack Kirby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. quiet down, Kirby boy. I'm with you there, Vince. And proud. <laughs> All right. But, you so, know, we actually we have to stop talking about him because it's starting to have adverse effect on us. And <laughs> I'm ju- I was just talking about him because I'm being honest. You know, I, I don't know. like his stuff. But, so, you know, if people don't want to hear it, then I'll shut my mouth. So, Mr. B, uh, what do you like that is coming out from the House of Ideas these days? What do I like? Yeah. Everything. He's a Marvel zombie. Come on. I, I, Give us the I highlights. You know, like I said, with... Um, now, I, I like the simple books. I like Amazing Spider-Girl. I think it's a lot of fun. Yep. I like uh, that Avengers Next was really good. Oh. 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 You, you asked me what I liked. I, it was an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> ambush radio. Hey, <laughs> i got to say, Vince, I, I, I got my books this week, you know, because I'm a DCBS guy like you are. Yeah. And I got my books on Thursday, and I went, I was, I, you know, I, I picked up the box, I cut it open, and I opened it up like it was Christmas, and I started going through the copies, and when I got to the, the uh, Avengers Next, I was disappointed with myself for, <laughs> for actually ordering that two You're months like, ago. I was, I, I was just... You're going through a rough time it, two months oh, ago. Is it DeFalco and Friends doing oh, uh, Avengers Next? Who did? I opened that book, and it makes me feel like 1983 all over again. Who's yeah, that's the team on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sal says, that's the point. That's what I mean. Fuck! Yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I don't need... It was the worst of the 80s. It was... And you call me a tight ass. Who's, who's the creative team on that, Vince? Um, quiz, quiz, quiz. It's Ron Lim on pencil. Okay. You should be shot. Uh, who wrote it? Ah, jeez. So what's the Falco? Off the top of my head, I, I don't know. Well, it is the Falco. It's the Falco. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. It's If it's not Friends, then it's Ron Lim. So. The book that I was really surprised about this week was Bullet Points. Oh, was that oh, not Yeah, good? that was great. That really was great. Okay, I have to say something. Don't ruin it for me. I, I loved Bullet Points, but you the whole did. the whole time that I read it, I kept thinking, why are they not doing an Invaders book Yeah, in this style? Why do we not see an Invaders book? Well, I felt the same way when uh, Lark and Brubaker did that one issue of in Captain Cap, America. Yeah. yeah, where they had that Invaders interlude. I think we need to start a You petition. know, I think there's a Casada. Casada always says, because I kind of said that too. I'm like, instead of giving us the modern-day Invaders, give us a 1940s story. 1940s and, and Invaders. And I he's interested. And, and actually, Ugh. I'm surprised it's something like Bullet Points. It's time has come. I'm going to pull a nightly news, uh-huh. and I'm going to have to assassinate Joe Casada. Hey, Vince, you know, what, what Bullet Points reminds me of, and I think everyone is saying, is that this is what what-if stories should be, and and as a Marvel guy, it, it, is that you know what ifs are some of my favorite staples of of Marvel comics? Do you really want to see this turn into you know what what ifs are? Uh, yes and no. I, I thought it was neat and it would make for a nice run, but I wouldn't want to see that applied to say every. I don't think there should be a template for the what-if stories. I think they should be wacky and, and, you know, against the grain and off the wall and all that stuff. That's the thing that makes the what-ifs work. They're unpredictable. Well, what-ifs have always kind of been one-and-done stories. Can you see this as kind of, you know, maybe looking at three or four or even six-issue arcs that what-ifs be? It's almost, it it could almost be like Marvel's Elseworlds. We do have a Marvel Elseworlds. It's called Exiles. Yeah, true. Well, and I and I, I hear what you're saying, Chris. 
I guess if the story merits it, I have no problem with it, and I think this story is showing that it merits yeah. it. Well, so I, 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 I think the thing with the, what always happened with the what-ifs is that they just started having to pump out what-ifs, and they're right. like, what Overdone. if Angel died? And it's right. like, he did die. Or what if... We already saw that happen. Or like, yeah, or like, what if Matt Murdock had the hammer of Thor? You know, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, it's like, here's a 28th person to stumble on Thor's hammer. And no, I, I agree. So that's that's what I'd say. I think... I agree with you, Tom. If what you're saying is that, yeah, there just there were too many what ifs. It shouldn't be an ongoing just series. Just what if, if there's a story worth telling, right? Like well, even that, and even you know? to be honest, these last two years, and I don't know what you think, Vince, but I haven't. I've hated as many of the what if one shots of the last two years as I've liked. Right. You would agree? They're hit and miss. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So and I, you know, what if Karen Page was the Hulk? Exactly. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. What you the know. fuck? What? Who cared? Why does anyone want to? see that in the first place. <laughs> it's like who said around right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Vince, we, we kind of, you know, rib, ribbed you and, and gave you a hard time, but you got to know it's out of love. Vince B. and David Price at Bullpen Bulletins, before they ever started that podcast, were two of our favorite people on the planet. And Vince, we, we love you, buddy. Uh, yep. All right, buddy. We will talk to you later. We'll see you. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Ed Brubaker, and when I'm not killing Foggy Nelson, I like to accidentally delete off my desktop the Around Comics podcast. All right, um, so guys, uh, who else should we call? Uh, John Byrne. John Byrne? Okay. Why don't we let's call, call John Byrne. Jeremy Hahn. Oh, Jeremy Hahn? Let's call Jeremy Hahn. That's a great idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love Jeremy John, thank you for... Uh, you missed your me. line on the script, John, where you say, I know Jeremy Hahn's number. <laughs> Jer. Hey. What's happening, man? It's... Uh, oh... I'm actually uh, on my way to uh, go see Borat. Oh, that's nice. fantastic. That's nice. <laughs> the Around Comics guys wanted to call and say hey. so We, uh, we wanted to drunk dial you. We, we oh, that's wonderful. I wish I was as drunk as you guys are, but <laughs> I had to drive to you know, go see the movie. So. You're responsible. That's excellent, man. So uh, the, are you, who's going with you? Just uh, You and the wife going oh, to see just, Borat? Just a, just a couple of friends, uh, yeah. Just, you know, just making a small trip of it. Nobody too exciting. Very cool. And, of course, everyone knows Jeremy Hahn is the fine artist on such great books as The Leading Man from Oni Press. And, of course, uh, the upcoming in December, Iron Man, Captain America, Casualties of War. Did I yeah, say it right, Jeremy? Very cool. Christos Gage, you're writing that fine book? Well, it was only a matter of time. I mean, Jeremy's a fantastic artist, and he's put out just a litany of, of just great books. And it was only a matter of time before he got scooped up by the uh, by one of the big two, and, and now he's sold out. And, uh, and no, I'm just yeah, Now you're on, the, you're, you're on the downhill slide, Jeremy. How's it feel? I'm living in sellout hell right now. <laughs> I bet. And congratulations for that. No, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. How'd it turn um, out, man? Uh, how'd how'd the, it turn out? Yeah, how'd the book turn out? Are you pleased with uh, the end result? I think my end looks like ass, but everything else about it is wonderful. Um, now that you've you know you've started doing some work for Marvel, I would really appreciate it if you could pitch an Invaders book. Uh, with you doing art and, you know, I don't Anyone know. Anyone writing. Ed Brubaker, maybe Clay, maybe any, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I think that would be awesome. Battle him is a modern sort of retelling of of, of right. Invaders kind of a book, and, and I love that book. I met you uh, a couple years ago at Wizard World Chicago, and and um, uh, you were showing me pages from Battle Him. Uh, I think issue number four or five, and uh, and and that moment, I just you know I, I knew that uh, you were the guy to do it. So get that done, will you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I. Okay, but the only thing is, you know, I, we've kind of told our uh, 
a World War II story. But, you know, may, maybe we can work something out. I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll beg and plead and get lots of no's, and uh, it'll be wonderful. Well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing that for us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, other big news, and I think this is probably very old news for, for people that have kept up with it, but Weeding Man, very, very popular and already optioned for a movie. So congratulations on that. Uh, great series from Oni, and anyone that's not reading Leading Man, definitely check it out. It's a very fun book, Jeremy. We, uh, yeah, we got a trade. It's actually coming out in February, and uh, we're, we're going to put lots of extras in it and some fun stuff. We're pretty excited about doing it, so... But yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys, and uh, please do everybody check it out. Yeah, it's 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 a fun it's a fun and one of the only Oni color books, which uh, it, it kind of shocked me whenever whenever I saw it. It's like you know Oni, you know everything I pick up of theirs is black and white, so it was kind of nice to see a, a color book from Oni and and the art fantastic yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying, you know, really expanding and they're you know they're they're having fun with doing some genre stuff, you know, and. Uh, they're just they're just uh, kind of reaching out and doing some fun stuff right now. I think that a color book was kind of a natural step for them. I think that you know, I mean, while while they do so much great black and white stuff, I think that probably a color book, you know, was was a fun experiment. I think it's something that you'll, you'll probably see again for money. Great. Hey, uh, Jer, are any of the Kansas City crowd down at uh, Wizard World Texas this weekend? Uh, actually, no. I don't think, as far as I know, none of us are. We. Uh, I, I had planned on going, and then um, I was really concerned about making sure that I that I hit my uh, my deadline for my Marvel book. Uh, sure. that, you know, I, I didn't want to risk it in any way, and so I, I just you know went ahead and decided not to go, um, you know, just in case I was running late on the book. And uh, so I decided not to go. And then you know, Clay was, uh, I, I think you know he was. Decided that since I wasn't going to go, he wasn't going to go, and then it just, you know, it was like a house of cards, basically. If I'm not going, nobody's going. Wow. How about so. Mid-OhioCon? Uh, you know, I would really like to go. I think uh, I think Tony's going to that one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we, you know, that. I really, I love cons so much, you know, that if there's any way that I can ever... Well, you've kind of become a, a fixture in Chicago, and, and we love that here. So, uh, any any other cons on the slate for 2007 that you're already uh, booked for? Um, this, I mean, mainly the the two that. I, well, actually, no. I, I am definitely going to Seattle. That's the uh, I'm going to the, uh, Emerald, the City? Uh, Emerald City. Emerald City con is going to be going to be on my list. So, New York. Seattle. You gonna be in New York? Uh, um, I really wanted to, but they were out of space whenever I I contacted them. So uh, unless I just unless I just get a wild hair and decide to you know kind of wander around up there, then yeah, I probably won't be hitting that one. Yeah, one has I, I, I really then. wanted to. So what? Hey, Jeremy. Um, you know, just for for people that may not be familiar or that familiar with your work. Uh, can you give us a little bit of history on, on, on you and, and how you got into comics and, and your relationship with, uh, with Clay? Oh, sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, I started out doing a book called Paradigm uh, with Matt Cashel. Uh, we did it originally as an independent black and white book. And then um, Image actually picked it up. We met Jim Valentino in Kansas City. And um, we... Image picked it up. We ran 12 issues on that, black and white. Uh, and then shortly after that finished, uh, Clay and I were driving for the first time down to Wizard World, Texas. Um, and he talked about this book that he had this idea for called Battle Him. 
and I immediately was interested in it, and we hooked up and started working together that way, and kind of have been together ever since. It's like a marriage made in hell. <laughs> Are you tired of carrying this guy, Clay? I, I mean, I you know I don't know what's what he's done, but uh, you know I know you've been carrying him for a couple of years now. Are you kind of sick of uh, him? You know, just hanging on to those coattails, or uh, you know, you, you, you have to do a lot of you know creative fixes for all the the, the crap that he turns out. But you know, it's, it's okay. Hey, uh, is it too early to start talking about uh, the studio plans for the Kansas City Boys, uh, Jer? Well, I, I I can't really get too much into it right now because we haven't we we haven't made the official announcement. But but there is um, there is a studio planned. It's a, you know, basically a virtual studio with um, a group of us. It's going to include um, myself, E. Clay Moore, Tony Moore, no relation, uh, <laughs> Beck, Jason Aaron, and the illustrious Jason Latour. That's quite a collection and, uh, of talent right there. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, uh, a uh, madhouse, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> So you guys are going to be uh, producing your own works or and 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 coming out. Basically, what it is, it's just it's you know we're all really good friends. Uh, we try to spend as much time together as possible. In in a lot of ways, it's kind of like the uh, the Boulevard, the groups that uh, Tommy Lee Edwards and Jean Paul Leon and and um, that group. You know, they they will show that as a virtual studio and kind of use it as an excuse to have a booth, you know, share a booth space at cons. And um, we kind of felt the same way. You know, we really wanted to get in, um, just just kind of make kind of make a, a unified front for ourselves at conventions. Uh, we've talked about doing some anthologies together. You know, trying to put out. You know, maybe in, in about a year or so, try to get together and, and mix things up. You know, uh, I've never worked with Jason Aaron. You know, so I would. You know, maybe Jason would write a story that I would draw for the anthology and. And, you know, uh, maybe Tony and Clay would do something, and maybe, you know, Jason and Seth would, you know, just kind of mix it up and have a good time. But, uh, and, you know, and, and always these are the guys that, you know, I, I, I have, I have a ton of respect for everybody that I'm, that I'm working with within the group. And, uh, I think that if there is an opportunity for me to do a book with any of these guys, you know, they're going to be first on my list to always work with just because, you know, kind of the shared vision and, uh, you know, I can always tell them that they suck if it's too bad. <laughs> well, we we are constantly talking. About, I guess I am constantly talking about the talent that's centered around Kansas City, and it just seems like that is a a natural and very easy progression for that group to take. And you know, we you know tons of questions like you know why Kansas City, and we've asked that before, but it, it really is an amazing group of creators that are down there, and it, it's exciting to hear that you guys are are going to have you know, kind of a, an, an organized front to that. And, and I, I think it's really something that, you know, maybe even years from now people will look back and say, wow, that was that was an amazing group of creators at a time in Kansas City. So that just, that has to be a really neat experience for you guys right now. Oh, yeah, we're definitely all pretty excited about it. Kansas City's awesome, man. It's uh, why Kansas City. Come on. It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> good barbecue. Yeah, and good barbecue, yeah. right? Good barbecue, good, uh, you know, good history. So it's, you know, someplace. Well, dude, I, I look forward to the Barat uh, review over at yeah, the Image Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm really excited about it. We just got it here tonight, so I'm actually, uh, 
I, I would have caught it last week, but, but you know, because it is Missouri, we're, uh, you know, about, what, 30 years behind the rest of the well, that's what Honestly, Jared, that's what I was going to say, that I know they cut down the initial release to 900 screens, and that was one of the complaints, that it wouldn't play in Kansas, and here it is, so I think that's Well, great. they're in Missouri, not Kansas. Oh, that's right. Are, they, are you in Missouri? Yeah, it's or Missouri. You know the Missouri Kansas, you know flip flop side of things. You know we're we're I'm 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 budding like what three states here, so you know it's all. <laughs> well, Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, for allowing us to uh, drunk dial you. This is the uh, the first of many around comics drunk dials. Yeah, we've and, got your number now. Yeah, so now you're ready. in trouble. Don't we worry, Jared, I'll no. burn it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll eat it, Jared. Don't worry, they won't have it. <laughs> I, I am always available to you, my friends. <laughs> we're 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 very big fans of yours, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. And we're gonna have to co- have you come back on the show and and talk to you a little bit do, more. Do a proper interview. Yeah, a proper proper. Uh, interview and and good luck with uh, with everything you're working on and and we hope to see as much as we possibly can from you wonderful guys okay i appreciate it all right thanks jeremy we'll talk to you soon buddy enjoy the movie okay take it easy bye-bye right. Bye, hi i'm paul jenkins and sal's british accent sucks a dead shit out of dead sea goes also all right thank you to jeremy hot it was Pleasure talking to him, and, and once again, please call the hotline, or we'll enact the reverse hotline again. We'll and call, call you. you. <laughs> we'll call you. All right. You will get to feel the discomfort that poor Jeremy Hodges felt. I'm just going to Borat. What the hell you want? <laughs> leave, me to, leave me alone, will you? Good God. All right. Back to the announcements. So what cities uh, are you going to this year? <laughs> yeah. uh, Sal. Shop at Around Comics. Shop at Around Comics. We have an Amazon store. We also have a Cafe Press store where you can buy Around Comics t-shirts, mugs, uh, magnets, uh, thongs, thongs, pretty much anything you want. If, if you want something with Around Comics. And I want to say thank you to, uh, to um, I can't think of her name, but a, a woman in, uh, in Australia. Australia bought us. We're bought huge a t-shirt in Australia. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the t-shirt. It's a very nice quality, and, uh, you know, we appreciate it very much. All right. Uh, Frapper, we do love the oh, Frapper. Oh, we do have Frapper. We have yep. a lot of Frapper. Let's, uh, let's switch off here. Go. Terry Pallot, Ontario, Canada. That sounded very Harry Carey-ish. Terry Pallot. Hello. Enjoying the podcast. Hi. The next one is Jason Schulte from Reedsburg, Wisconsin. Hello, Jason. George Schulte's uh, nephew. I, I'm not on the page, so I don't know. What Maybe G Dog and Grand Michigan. What is G Dog? Listening to your show, I get a burning sensation when I pee. <coughs> well, that great, would be the chlamydia that you get from listening to us. Good Ryan, Ryan, aka Repugnus, from Portland, Oregon. Hey, Repugnus. Greetings from Sasquatch County. Your podcast has quickly become one of my favorites. Keep up the good work. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do our best. <laughs> Justin from Coweta, Oklahoma. Now you guys have someone from Oklahoma on your frapper map. Which I'm glad of because there was a huge – we weren't playing well to the middle of the country from our frapper map. Yeah, we were East we Coast, were West it. Coast. Yeah, Joel yeah. in Omaha, Nebraska says, I'm not sure if I like your show or hate it yet. <laughs> Well, I think this episode will really decide that. It's kind of a backhanded yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm still hey, listening jo- to it either way. Keep up the good question mark work. No, I was hoping you'd do it like uh, like Anchorman with the keep up the good. good. Oh, yeah, work? keep up the good. Now we have. Well, uh, Joel, wait, wait, wait. Joel, <laughs> if you hate our show, tell us. Tell us why you hate it. What do you don't What What, what do you don't like? Show? We need some criticism. What don't you like about our show, huh? Next is Derek from Winthrop. What's Maine. It, Maine. It's Maine. You have Maine no idea. M E. You are wor- the worst state yeah, abbreviation. M A. Yeah. Okay. So, so Derek from state who I didn't know your abbreviation. Jim Neal from the U of K. 
of K. Uh, love, love the show. Keep up the excellent work, guys. Uh, Ryan Niven from Sunderland, England, UK. Check oh, out God. my friend's not, site. Not the accent again. Check out my friend's site, www.viewpolchink.co.uk. He's working with Brian Talbot of 2000 AD Frame. I'm a big fan of uh, Brian Talbot. Fame. Fame. Brian, Brian, I'm sorry about that. Uh, That that wasn't that bad. That was god awful (laughs) fucking horrible. Bob Hunter from Torrance, California. You're spared the discomfort of us commenting on you. (laughs) Paul Rooney from Edinburgh, Scotland. Grim from Reno, Nevada. Hopefully you're not hopefully not your only listener in Reno. <laughs> Love the show. It's the only podcast about comics that keeps my interest. Tom is a nut job. Yes, wacky. Yes, you're big in Reno, man. I'm huge in Reno. So Biggest so cha- challenge. In the world. I, I, anybody True. else in Reno, I post on the Frapper so uh, Grim knows that he is not alone. So thank you to the Frapper folks. Uh, we really enjoy yeah, this every it. week. So we if you're not uh, if you're not signed on to the Frapper, please. It's Frapper.com. R-A-P-P-R dot com slash Around Comics. All right. Uh, spread the Around Comics love. The Listener mm-hmm. LCS Challenge. There's mm-hmm. a new flyer up, and I've updated it with the LCSs that have joined the LCS Challenge. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you all, including... Chaz Moore for getting J.R. Dean's to display our flyer at Nova Comics at 6324 Springfield Plaza in Springfield, Virginia. BuyMeToys.com, 6327 University Commons, South Bend, Indiana. Thank you, Kelly. And California Cards and Comics in Elk Grove, California. Thank you, California. Hello, California. Oh, good Lord. All right, uh, after you uh, uh, help us out with the Listener LCS Challenge, you can then go to Podcast Alley, drop us a vote there, and a drop for uh, drop a vote for Word Balloon. Yeah, the, the finest interview there. podcast available anywhere not on this planet. Strong, and I appreciate that. So. <laughs> and then, my favorite, you can go to the iTunes <laughs> Music Store and leave us a review. Please be as cool as Andy Parks and uh, leave us a review. It would be great. We're, uh, I've got like 64 reviews and great stuff, so we really wow, appreciate that. We have, we have more than that because as, we, as we've been, uh, you know, it's been pointed out to us by international listeners yes. that there are various international iTunes that have their own reviews. We have like five in Australia. Yeah, we have, we have a, we're huge in Australia. We're gigantic. We are the number one podcast in Australia. And Tom, we have a bunch of female listeners in Canada that you've told me about. <laughs> yeah, we have a bunch of Canadians. I can't repeat that joke from yeah. last week. Don't don't. Yeah, let's not try and let's not try and capture the magic of last week and move it to this week. Thank you, Marshall Brodie. Yeah, let's just try and roll it. All right, guys. Well, I tell you what. Let's uh, let's pull this train wreck over to the side. Let's move over to the to the, disaster. To the news desk. It's time for Wired Wire comic news. Wired Wire Comic News is sponsored by Athena Voltaire, the collected webcomics coming in December from Ape Entertainment. What mysteries lurk in a monastery hidden in the Himalayas, and who or what protects those secrets? And why is the daughter of Dracula after Athena Voltaire? This 96-page trade paperback collects the entire run of the Eisner Award-nominated online adventures for the first time ever in print, as well as sketches, pinups, and more. Planetary Authority co-creator Warren Ellis describes the pulp-inspired series as if the mummy and Van Helsing were actually, you know, good. Athena Voltaire, the collected webcomics, is available from Diamond Distributors and can be ordered with the following code... OCT 
888-463-0623-122. All four issues of the first Athena Voltaire miniseries, Flight of the Falcon, can also be ordered through Diamond. Athena Voltaire, High Adventure takes flight this December. These are your top headlines for the week of November 6, 2006. Yes, you will like him when he's angry. Marvel Studios and Universal Pictures will unleash Marvel's renowned, larger-than-life green superhero onto moviegoers everywhere in the summer of 2008 as they have announced a June 27th release date for the action-packed new big-screen adaption of The Incredible Hulk. Directed by top rising star Luis Woutier of The Transporter 2 Unleashed, The Incredible Hulk will return to the roots of the long-running comic book series, combining a well-developed storyline with the incredible action and fun that the Hulk is renowned for. Zach Penn, who previously collaborated with Marvel on X2 and this summer's smash hit, X-Men The Last Stand, is writing the script. The Incredible Hulk is being independently produced by Marvel Studios through its $525 million non-resource film finance facility and will distribute domestically and in several international territories through Universal Pictures. Last September, Viper Comics announced they were in search of a new webcomic to join You'll Have That and Horrible Pirates on the publisher's website. After an overwhelming response, Viper has decided that not one, but five new webcomics are to be added to the site's roster. The quality of the submissions really surprised us, says Viper President Jesse Garza. We chose five, but we really could have easily have picked more. The five new additions are Bob the Squirrel, Brinker Off, Ugly Hill, Small Wonder, and Muffin Time. The strips will be live at www.vipercomics.com within the next six to eight weeks. Viper Comics would like to welcome the new creators to the Viper family and thank everyone who submitted for making their decision a difficult one. Viz Media, one of the entertainment industry's most innovative and comprehensive publishing, animation, and licensing companies, has announced the long-awaited conclusion to the Ranma one-half manga series. The final edition, Volume 36, will hit store shelves nationwide on November 14th and will retail for $9.99. Ranma Half has been one of the longest-running Viz Media manga series and is also one of the best-loved by fans, says Liza Coppola, Senior Vice President of Marketing for Viz Media. We are excited to publish the concluding volume to this critically acclaimed title. Fans will delight in the culmination of this wild adventure, which has been in print for more than 14 years. The final volume of Ranma One Half will be celebrated with a farewell letter to North American fans from series creator Rumiko Takahashi. Top Cow Productions is proud to announce the long-awaited release date of their Compendium line of trade paperback collections. The new line of Compendium editions from Top Cow will be a great value for old and new readers alike who want to delve into the Top Cow universe. Each compendium contains 50 full-length issues of content in full color and is priced at an economical $59.99. Even at cover price, this material would normally cost fans over $150. The first release in the line will be the Witzblade Volume 1 compendium, which is expected in stores on November 15th. 
15th. The collection will collect Witchblade issues 1 through 50 in order and chronicles the origins and evolution of Sarah Pizzini, the bearer of the mystical Witchblade. Witchblade Volume 1 Compendium will be quickly followed by the release of the Darkness Volume 1 Compendium and Tomb Raider Volume 1 Compendium. Both are expected in stores on November 22nd. Get ready for Stan Lee, Joe Casada, One Stage, and You, along with some surprise guests in Los Angeles for an evening of conversation, debate, chat, discourse, and chewing the pop culture fat about the history and future of Marvel Comics. First announced at San Diego Comic-Con, tickets for Marvel Then and Now, an evening with Stan Lee and Joe Casada, scheduled for 7 p.m. at UCLA's Ackerman Grand Ballroom, are now on sale at the UCLA box office and all Los Angeles area Ticketmaster outlets. You can also buy them online at Ticketmaster.com. Ticket prices are $18 for UCLA students and $20 for non-students. All proceeds going to benefit the Hero Initiative, a federally chartered not-for-profit organization that provides financial assistance for comic creators in need. Exhibitor applications and guidelines for the Museum of Comic and Cartoon Arts 2007 MOCA Art Festival are now available for download on the museum's website at www.moccany.org. The 2007 MOCA Arts Festival will take place the weekend of June 23rd and 24th at the historic Puck Building in downtown Manhattan's famed Soho Arts District. The festival will be open to the public from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. Admission starts at $8 a day or $10 per weekend, but is only $5 for a weekend pass for MOCA members. The MOCA Art Festival, held each June since 2002, annually brings together cartoon and comics artists, writers, publishers, collectors, and more by the thousands, from the most hardcore enthusiasts to the merely curious, to see and peruse an incredibly wide range of contemporary comic and cartoon artworks. The festival also presents a full two-day slate of interesting and innovative lecture discussion panels featuring artists, publishers, scholars, and other experts. On January 23rd, Marvel Studios and Lionsgate will release The Invincible Iron Man on DVD. The Invincible Iron Man is the third film in the extremely successful Marvel Animated Features direct-to-DVD series. The first two films in the series, The Ultimate Avengers, the movie, and The Ultimate Avengers 2, Rise of the Panther, have sold a combined total of over 1.5 million units. The success of the Marvel animated features, which can follow comic book storylines much more closely and include more realistic action and violence than animated TV series destined for children's viewing blocks, has already spawned a similar effort from DC Comics. The Invincible Iron Man is an origin story that follows billionaire industrialist Tony Stark as he uncovers a buried city in China and accidentally awakens a powerful evil force that only his armored alter ego, Iron Man, can defeat. The Invincible Iron Man DVD will retail for $19.98 and features a number of extra features including Origin of Iron Man and the Hall of Iron Man armor featurettes, plus an alternate opening and a preview of the next Marvel animated feature, Doctor Strange. 
According to NorthAntsNews.com, writer Alan Moore is to be featured in a forthcoming episode of The Simpsons. Moore, aged 53, recorded his lines at the Lodge Studios in Abington Square last month for an episode which will be called Husbands and Knives. The Simpsons production team are longtime fans of Moore's. His feature is a subplot which sees a new cool comic shop opening in Springfield in competition with the Androids Dungeon run by comic book guy who is voiced by Hank Azaria. The new shop has persuaded Moore to make a public appearance. In reality, Mr. Moore rarely makes public appearances, preferring to concentrate on his prolific output of work. This has earned him a reputation in America as a recluse, although in Northampton he has a wide network of longtime friends and family. All right, those are your top headlines for the week. Coming right from the top, looks like Marvel is interested in a Hulk redo at the the movie screens. So the Incredible Hulk movie, you guys? Well, is this going to be a continuation of the story? Or I think no? it's just start over. Really? Do over? Yeah. 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 No yeah. kidding. And Mulligan. Do over. As much as Dave Wachter likes I like, to. I did like, I like I think this I, one, too. I, I, I agree with yeah. Peter David, who said it's a great middle. It's a weird yes. beginning. It's a weird ending, but it's a great yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. And, I can and, agree with that. And those, and those shots that. of the Hulk fighting the army in the desert, yeah. that was fantastic. They had a I Fantastic. I think that movie got a lot of really harsh criticism that... I can see where they're coming from, but I don't. I don't think it's an awful. Hulk. It's not. It, it, it didn't it's ruin not the a, Hulk movie franchise. No. Why? Well, I, I think. I think what's interesting is that it's no the, Val Kilmer as Batman. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what what I think is interesting about that movie is that fans. Some fans hate it. Some fans absolutely love it. So it does have a lot Polaris. of credit. It, it's. It was I didn't a hate it, movie. but my biggest complaint about that film was Eric Bana. I, I think he's a horrible actor. I think he's so. <laughs> Here's, here's so the thing, deadpan, though. so but here's uninteresting. The thing playing Bruce Banner, though, you're basically you're at, you, you need to get a really good actor to play it because you're basically asking someone to act. Whenever they're on screen, there's someone who is holding back everything. Right, repressed. He's, he can yeah. never show anger. He can never show because exactly. as soon as he shows that, he becomes the Hulk. He becomes the Hulk. Sure. And that's the, really the tough part about getting yeah, an actor can, to play the Hulk. You can do that without having to project it. No, and I'm that's what he ban- did. I'm like he saying- projected. He projected his, his you know, attention, his angst. He he projected it so much that it was it was laughing. I'm not saying Bennett did a good job. I said that's it's a it's it a is difficult a role for an actor to to do. You know. Yeah. Well, I I just want to see a Hulk movie where the Hulk is throwing cars through skyscrapers and. You know, Hulk smash is what Hulk does, and I hope that they bring that. You know, we, we can look at the the you know the inner heart of man. And they make but a Planet Hulk. Movie did, did they exactly. Planet did they Hulk. The director. Uh, yes, Louis Louis Lightmer. Yes, from uh, Transporter Two. See, I don't think. Yeah, that doesn't make me. You know, that's, that's not thing. exciting. Look at the pedigree of Ang Lee. Regardless of how you felt about the it, Ice Storm, was an amazing, amazing movie. Director. director. This guy is. Hey, I did Transporter Two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like Cannonball <laughs> Two. Yeah, but didn't okay. we say the same thing about the guy? Uh, Tim Story. He did that. Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Who did uh, like? Um, 
Give me the movie. That movie with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Rush Hour. Rush, 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 Rush Hour 2. Yeah, but even Rush Hour 2. It was fucking awful, but... Oh, I didn't think it was awful. I didn't think it was great, it was but horrible. I thought it was, it was more of the same. But then what did he direct in the... X-Men yeah, X-Men 3. Oh, Brett Ratner. Uh, Ratner, he did Rush Hour 2, I thought which he, was I fucking he did, But he did the first horrible. one. Yeah, but he also did Red... Yeah, he did Red Dragon as yeah. well. Sure. Brett Ratner had a little more cred than yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, Ang Lee is a great filmmaker, but... Well, he was just wrong for the project. Yeah. Ang Lee is an amazing cinematographer that somebody told to direct films. But here's the thing. Ice Storm is great. Here's movie. the crazy thing that my girlfriend loves the Hulk movie. And she doesn't know anything about comics <laughs> yeah, or I think, anything. I think you'd she find does. a lot of. But she loves you, Tom. But a lot so of what does that say? A lot of no, no, no. She's, had, she's a fucking masochist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Because we got a lot to go over. Moving on, uh, Viper Comics uh, had put out a little a uh, little promotion to bring a new web comic to their site. But, uh, you know and what they of, did? What did they do, Tom? They said, "I'm going to bring you one," and you're like, "Oh, you sh- so you show up with enough room in your bag to get one, and then they shitty. fucking throw five at you." Damn! Yeah. <laughs> Snap. So Snap. good for Viper Comics. Snap. If, if, if you are a fan of web uh, comics, uh, check out their new slate of web comics at vipercomics.com. They make a lot of good books. And like I the urge people, really I urge people who maybe have some sort of bias against web comics to really start looking at it because the more and more I see that's the direction that comics are going to go. Eventually, when we go to the paper and just society. give it a shot. I know a lot of people say it's not gonna. <laughs> no, I yeah. no, but I think I'm hey, there's a lot of yeah, neat I mean, stuff like, going there's on. There's a lot of people that will be like, I will never read a web comic. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it's true. like give it a shot, and here's your chance. Go check it out. You'll find. There's some like, very good web yeah. comics. Well, out it's there. no different than the comic rack. I think you find every kind of style represented yeah. in web comics. Very realistic, so, very superhero, very Bigfoot funny. You yeah, name it. Just real slice of life. You name it. Don't just dismiss it because it's. Not on because it's web. Yeah. Okay. The good point. Next, the the final and thirty sixth volume of Ranma, Ranma One Half is uh, is going to be released from Viz Media. So I'm shedding a tear. Applause. As everyone knows, I've, I've you know I've done the manga challenge with Stephanie Mangold. How's that going? Um, He's read like I'm three just, pages. I'm just no. <laughs> I I've read I've read two volumes of what she sent me. Okay. Uh, what she has. Has <laughs> has me. Sorry, and uh, I have to say I am I am not a manga fan. I just I tried. I really honestly went into it. Um, maybe we'll have the heartfelt. Cha- maybe we'll I, mean, have I the, really, but I'm just too much of a. Uh, I'm too wrapped up in good writing, and and not that manga doesn't have good writing, but the problem is that manga is. Most of it is translated, sure, and it loses so much. You're you're a dialogue junkie, just like me. I, I am. I, yeah. I you know plot dialogue. I I have to have that in a comic if I'm going to accept it as something good. And manga is just I don't know what people see in it. I don't get it. Is it just because it's you know hip and new and I don't know. I don't know. You people. There's throngs of 14 there year old girls there's, that there's, disagree with you at a heartbeat. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I'll say one thing about manga is that if you. I would not let my daughter. I have a four year old daughter. I would not let her read manga. Until she's of age or period. Period. I would, I would keep her away from manga. Forever. 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 Because it, like, it, it, it projects women as like. Subjugated? Well, the only well, way in that ja- women can get ahead, you know, in Japanese in manga culture is if they yeah. are 
Stephanie Mangold, you can send your emails directly. No, it's like you talk about like male fantasies in comics. Manga is female fantasies. It's women controlling men by their sexual. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. by sexuality. Wow. I mean that's that's what I've gotten from the man, you, the mangled me a couple but titles. What you think? For well, sexy <laughs> sexy voice and Robo. I mean, this is about a girl who is a a sex um, surrogate okay. to some degree over the phone. I mean, she's a, a, a oh okay, you know. call him lady. Yeah, and and she gets off on by manipulating men. Because she pretends she's not 14 years did, old. Did Stephanie recommend a, Battle Royal to you? No. I'd like to recommend Battle yeah, Royal to you. Yeah, that's, that's a great hard-boiled that. crime. Well, that story I might like. But I she recommended me stuff that was like of, girls. And, and also Giffen, by the way, did the translation. So uh, there's a guy. Keith Giffen. Can, yes, yeah. Who, there's a guy who can write. He did the Battle Royal. And, and also Max Collins did. And I don't know if that qualifies. Well, Max Allen Collins is doing manga well, translations. Well, that, that Batman City of Dreams. I don't know if Kim uh, Kia. Asa Mia is, uh, and I don't mean to rhyme, Kia. But, Asa Mia? Uh, I, I don't know if that qualifies as manga. Is not uh, Asa Mia did uh, X Men for a while as well. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, kind of very right, Japanese right. style. Max did the English translation yeah. of the story, and I think it's. I excellent. read Battle Royale, and I actually really enjoyed it. Me too. As Me I thought too. it was. And I agree with you, Sal. I mean, nine out of ten manga books, I'm not interested. Most manga books, I'm not interested. Every now and then, I find the one wild hair that I'm. Yeah, like, well, I think it's cool. also because there's. A ton of different titles out there, and, and also who buys do. manga in America is fourteen-year-olds. So you're going to get and we get a lot of stuff the marketed. Manga, that's yeah, what we do. Colleen, Colleen Doran said that to me as well. That like we really don't get access to the good manga. You know, you know who so, we need to get well, she on, said, on the phone and talk about. We need to get uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick on and talk about manga. You hear? That's a challenge. We're coming what's for you, her, Kelly Sue. What's her uh, background? Uh, that's Matt Fraction's wife. Oh, and of she and she does, which is a challenge. Does she translate? Uh, she she does. Yeah, she yeah. does. That's she's cool. a writer. Well, and Colleen, I would also yeah. say yeah. talk to Colleen, Colleen as well. Because I mean, well, she's a she's a real yeah. lover of real. To me, all the crying <coughs> freedom or freedom. Yeah, rather, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. great. Yeah, cry Freeman. Well, cry let's Freeman. so let's save it for the Kelly. Studio. Absolutely. Okay, move moving on to some real comics. Oh. Like Witchblade. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Witchblade. All right. <laughs> fucking dork. <laughs> Top Cow's coming out with their compendium edition, so if you want to Trade find out how... Chris. If you want to be, like, a complete nerd like like Chris and just a slave Hey, the to first the 50 issues of Witchblade, good stuff. Good stuff. Whatever. I'm standing by it. But you so. bought 50 issues of stuff that you've just admitted wasn't good. <laughs> Think about I, that. I can't support your uh, your obsession with Witchblade. It's just it it, it it deteriorates our credibility in such a way that I almost you know think that any more mention of Witchblade on this show and we're gonna be forced. Tom and I, think, I, I think it Tom helps. and I will be forced. It does help credibility, I think, in a way because it admits the fact that. We are fucking suckers for the same shit that everyone else <laughs> fell for all the time. We fell hey, for the same hey. fucking... I got a hologram did covers like in the, the box somewhere. Uh, I actually... I did like the TV series. <laughs> all right. It, it, it was entertaining. I it, did, it was fine until the chick couldn't, you know, show up on set. She was a little so, drunk. Well, a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I like that my women. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Any drunk broads out there? No, I, honestly, I wanted her to be Jessica Jones, quite frankly. 
Yeah, I think. Yeah. Let's go on to something else. (laughs) So anyway, uh, companions for Witchblade, Darkness, and uh, Tomb Tomb Raider are coming out. So a deal. uh, Take a look for those. (laughs) Uh, Deal. Hey, what's uh, looks like Stan and Joe Casada. That's right. To use uh, to use Sal's bad New York accent are going to be talking at uh, the UCLA. Looks like some grand ballroom. ballroom. I'm going to see Stan's. Joe Casada doesn't know shit about <laughs> oh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Smith has uh, joined the uh, program, boys, and is going to is be the really? James Lipton of that uh, little symposium, and will be firing the questions to Joe and Stan. That'll be interesting. So yeah, that no, it really does sound like a cool. Do event. the people in L.A. understand how cool that? Oh, they, that, yeah, yeah. There's right, Golden Apple, man. What are you talking about? There's tons of tons of cool comic no. book fans in L.A. That that we want to hear from the L.A. fans you guys that ever, are getting tickets for that. Did you guys ever see the? Uh, it was released on I Kevin Smith and Stanley. yeah Kevin oh. no 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 oh. it was just Kevin Smith at uh, at um, oh an evening Cornell with yeah yeah the the, the uh, four so, hour DVD so good. of all it the stories so it was so fun oh it's hilarious so good yeah I mean as much as it's performance bitch it's good good monologues it, it, it is he the man can uh, can certainly work a crowd yeah and uh, and he's entertaining to listen to absolutely and he's a comic fan so this yeah. he is the perfect guy to to host I just this wish he could fucking get a you know book in on time once in a while he uh, and I don't know if NPR still has it in their archives but he did an amazing Interview with interview. Fr- uh, Frank Miller and, and Rodriguez. Exactly. Oh, it's so exactly. I saved it. Do, do you need it? I've got oh, it on my computer. No, I'm a nerd. So good. So good. I'm a nerd. I've got it. It's excellent. No, he's you know Kevin's great. And actually, I guess he's doing a, a show uh, for the MTV College Channel that just started recently, and it's uh, the and one, there's a lot of comic book news in there and stuff. It's a video show. The only thing about Kevin Smith that if I ever run into the man one one day, yeah. which could happen someday. I saw him the last two weeks. Yeah, um, I, I, I want to, I just want to go up to him and go, you know what? Sir. Don't let, <laughs> sir. Good, good sir. No, he's good sir. younger than that's me, his, I that's think. That's his thing. He, he calls everybody anyway. good sir. Yes, good sir. I want to say, uh, don't let the reaction to a film like Jersey Girl persuade you to not expand. Yeah. Because that's, I think, you know, He's gone to, you know, he he, he tried to really try to do something different. I think well, he tried to do something mainstream. Yeah. yeah. People and, have and an he didn't get a great reaction from it. Yeah. And then he went right back to Silent Bob. To Dick Jones and, and Yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like, jokes. and I and, and I watched I watched Jersey Girl the first time. Didn't really appreciate it. And then I watched it another time. And a second time. <laughs> a second time. Okay. A second watching. <laughs> okay. and, it, and it's a pretty decent film, so... I don't know. You Jesus stands Chris, alone. I'm sorry. I, so, I I'll say it. They, I I think it's a two star movie. I think it has its moments. I think I think he has some interesting performances. I think it's Ben like Affleck's it. finest work. You know what Ben Affleck might go to though? Talk what? to me. Can, the exhibitor thing at Mocha. That was my point. I don't do segments. That was a good transition. <laughs> we, here's the uh, Mocha is taking applications uh, right now, and Mocha is a. Uh, <laughs> Mocha's doing it. All right, hold on. It's a museum of contemporary art. Regroup. I'm the sober one. I don't. The show doesn't fucking work like this. We'll do the movie review show. John and I will do the rest of the show. We'll pick apart Jersey. John, you want? Tommy, let's talk. John, I bought some Superman families. Oh, exactly. Can you give me the latest story of Mr. and Mrs. Superman? By Paul Cumberbatch. Give me a countdown. Why are you drunk? Did you really buy some Superman? You did. <clears throat> Let me see. I'll tell you if I've had it or not. If I bought it back in the yeah, day. Like I guarantee you I did. 
right, this one I did not. Dude, I'm But I used to love that. Buy you a bottle of bourbon next week. This one no I more did. bourbon. No I, more fucking bourbon. No more fucking bourbon. I didn't have this. I absolutely Jesus. had this. I didn't have this. I tried to go. I had this. It was a I fucking disaster. We got it off eBay for uh, two I'm bucks. Standing. All right, we're ready. All right, give me a countdown. All right, hey, we're gonna. We're I'm, gonna, I'm go gonna back, do it. I'm gonna we're gonna go moment. back to the symposium. All right, I'm gonna do it. Three, two, one. Hey guys, you know that uh, Mocha is currently. No, 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 no. Give hey, me, a, give me, give me a Stan, lead in. Stan and, Stan and Joe. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Stan. All right. Oh, fuck me. That goes your whole jersey go around. Yeah. Cut it out. We're going all the way back to Stan. Yeah. Jesus yeah, we need to Christ. cut all that crap out. No, tell you something else about Jersey Girl. <laughs> I love this song. Let me tell you something. That's what I love when he when he gives his uh, when he gives his big speech to the water department about why they have to like you know interrupt the the traffic on Second Avenue. That's like pure fucking drama. Bullshit. 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 I love that guy. Bullshit. Dustin, give me a countdown. Five, three, two. Oh, seriously, though, going to a symposium with Stanley, Casada, and Smith, how cool is that going to be? Just yeah. just to sit down and listen to, to Stan talk. And, you know, I, I am so jealous of the Southern California comic fans that, you know, what is it, 20 bucks to go there and, and be able to – that is – Plus, if, there's like if, an after party and stuff. I mean, they've got a lot of events if that Marvel, as you contribute to the Hero Initiative. There's more that you can. Oh, and that you know, it's all for charity. But if Marvel doesn't release that as a podcast, I'm going to be so oh, I would so freaked out. Hero Initiative DVD. That's my guess, and that's just a guess. I don't have oh. any hard inter. But they know, put horrible music in the background. Probably. Yeah. Jim McCann kind of like you know takes. Uh, Takes the pills to make him sound like this. How you doing? I'm talking to Mike Carey, writer of Ultimate X-Men. We love you, Jim. We do love you, Jim. <laughs> but that, that's going to be so fun to see that collection of guys on, on stage sure. to, to just talk about comics and whatever what, what, whatever comes up. Uh, moving on, uh, Mocha is uh, taking applications to, uh, to exhibit there. Mocha, a great independent uh, exhibit and convention in New York. Uh, Want to throw a big shout out to uh, one of our um, brother podcasters out there. That's uh, Charlito and Phil at Indie Spinner Rack. They were the official podcast at Mocha last year. Oh yeah, those were great. Oh, they really were. Did they those do good, an amazing job yeah. of covering that? You bet they did. That that They're is. I mean, you want to talk about a show that is in their wheelhouse? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Charlie and Phil do an amazing job. <laughs> the only job. problem I see is that uh, the applications will be processed if it's postmarked by 11:59 on November 1st. So. You guys missed it. <laughs> if this is the only way you no no no, you can you can still still submit your your applications there. So Mocha is uh, yes, you can still uh, you can huh? still say hey, it. Hey, listen, no hey. no Tom, I'm you're cool misreading the 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 press release. It's applications that are submitted before what November first will on, will be filed as if they were submitted on November first. Um, we're just gonna. <laughs> Keep rolling. Does that make any? Yeah, that's, <laughs> no. I understand what he's saying because I'm reading the thing now and stuff. So yeah, they're having another round of applications. You can still it. apply. Yeah, it's okay. So uh, Mocha, oh, it is Mo- okay. yes. Hey, did you what guys know that on uh, January 23rd, Marvel Studios <laughs> and Lion Gate will release the Invincible Iron Man on DVD? 
I'm uh, very curious. Uh, did you guys see the second yeah. Avengers? Yeah, uh, I didn't Ultimate? like it. I did, it was all right. I hope that this will be better, and I know that uh, as they get more control over their uh, movie properties, I'm, I'm certainly hoping that they'll improve. And I do think it's kind of interesting that they are doing this uh, animated Iron Man so close before the Favreau. Iron Man film comes it, 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 it's, it's going to be like it's going to be their ultimate version of Iron Man, the one that's spinning out of the Ultimate Avengers. What I'm feeling is that with that series, that they're trying to to walk too tight of a line between kid friendly and adult, adult and it, the mix of it is just not working. It comes off, and forgive me, GI Joe fans, but it comes off more yeah. animated GI Joe than it does animated Justice League, which I think we'll all agree with. The Batman ones are probably the best yeah. superhero I, cartoons out there. I just I just bought Justice League Unlimited, the the first season. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Well, but, Loving but, it. But the problem is, you're talking about the Ultimate line, and the Ultimate line is produced as a adult, you know. Version of the six one six universe. So They're then you're ready. trying to take that and and they're trying to take that same branding. It. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where where the Batman Unlimited? I mean that's produced initially as a kid friendly show. Yes, as opposed to a adult show or an adult well, comedy. This reduced down to this yeah. is my point. I would rather see a very well produced kid friendly animated series than a faux adult oriented yeah it, it, well that's what that's what happens but i mean the, i think uh, i think their confusion is that they if you're going in and you're like i buy the ultimates i buy that brand of marvel comics and then you see a dvd that says ultimate avengers yeah. you're saying ultimate this is the same branding this right. is the same pre- presentation you, you pop mislead. that in and it isn't it, it is it, not it, the no, same it's, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's the enough. it's the ultimate's decaf yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Defanged. I and completely I think agree with I think that. And, you know, I would, well, I would rather see a kid-friendly version like Justice League Unlimited or you know, the Batman animated yeah. series, which is the best animated I comic can, book version ever. Completely agree. And then Marvel did. Just make a good Avengers anime movie. It doesn't have to be. Exactly. Just exactly. Yeah. And Why so, put that on there? So yeah. I, I, I hope with, uh, with Iron Man the, that they uh, correct that. The Hellboy animated yeah it did absolutely and it turned out very well yeah very i liked well. it a lot you know, the it really same sort did. of thing is is yeah i had mignola on and and we talked about it and i know tad stones was making the rounds as well um about the film and i know a second film is coming out in february yeah it was really good it, it was excellent yeah. it was on yeah it was on cartoon network on halloween or the weekend of halloween yeah. the weekend before what was uh, really what was really interesting about uh your interview with uh, uh mignola which was fantastic but way too short you could i want i wanted to hear another two or three hours john he's a great it, it was, it he's, was he's awesome a, he's a great guy and you know they're just starting off uh, production with uh, the second hellboy movie mm-hmm. what what was what was great is that he talked about the uh, amazing screw on head and that he only watched like a couple minutes of it and he had to like turn away and not watch it because it, it was it was hard for him to watch his creation Amazing screw on head. I loved I the animated version of that. I thought it turned out well too. I understand where he's coming from. Oh sure. And I guess he certainly had more involved. The difference I think was he didn't have involvement with mm-hmm. the screw on head, the sci-fi well, channel cartoon. Uh, you know, and Tad Stone had had talked about that too. Is that uh, Mignola just has a problem seeing anyone else trying to adapt his work sure, because yeah. it's so ingrained in his you know sure. uh, oh, yeah. psyche that it's hard to see someone else trying to copy it. Because well, he's never going to come out what you think it is. I think the good news is he partners up with guys that he does trust, 
And luckily, much like Del Toro did a great job on the feature films, I think Tad Stones and company are doing a good job on the end. And they got the same uh, actors to do the voiceover. Which is always an, an excellent bonus, sure. yeah. just like the Matrix uh, cartoons having yeah. the real guys and stuff. I think it only makes the, the cartoons that much better. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, well speaking of animated uh, features, Alan Morris coming to The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that's going to work. I mean, now... Is only we will get it. Well, well, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> yeah, but how many people that watch The Simpsons are also? Oh yeah, I it'll mean, be it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, it, it seems I haven't like watched The Simpsons in like six years. Well, I'll watch honest. that yeah. episode. I watched that one, but the uh, would well, you remember when Stan Lee was on? That was a great episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, I, I mean, mean when the, he's jamming the Hulk into the Batmobile. Well, they're obviously. <laughs> I mean, you know, Gruning and the and the crew there are obviously comic fans. You and, bet they are. And uh, you know, Alan Moore. My, my biggest question about it is just. You know, Alan doesn't have exactly a, a, a radio voice. Oh, actually, I think it's a great, creepy Alan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Voice. My favorite is This has earned him a reputation in America as a recluse, though in Northampton he has a wide network of long-time friends and family. Like they're justifying that Alan Moore isn't creepy. <laughs> Listen. You might think he's a reckless, but he has family and he's friends. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Nice. Oh, God, no, no, not those the accent again. No. I, I want to tell you. Those, those stories are. about Northampton are incredible. And I don't know if you guys have seen on YouTube. They've, they've, And I don't know now that Google owns YouTube if they've if they've. Oh, I off. think they're a little pumped up. But the, uh, but really, the, the stories, the little stories that he tells about his. Well, he his does it in, the, in the, the novel that he wrote. Uh, right, yeah, the uh, Fire of. Uh, after the fire, yeah. In the I mean, that's all about Northampton and, sure. and about yeah. uh, the it's sort of mythology years. and, and yeah, and you know. a thousand years of history. I think you know, I think it'll be good. I think Alan Moore's got a really good sense yeah. of humor. You know, Alan Moore. You know, his voice always reminded me of sort of Alfred Hitchcockish. Absolutely, the British Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, a little more working class. Is there another Will Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah, Other than British? Was he British? Oh, oh yeah, God. Yeah, he's British. Is well, there tell another... me, stupid. What did you think he was, like, from Jersey? What? <laughs> 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 he made German films uh, as well as uh, well, yeah. films pre-coming uh, to the world. He wasn't German. God, no, he, wasn't. he was like not an idiot. He was, well, uh, he was British. We get to see how ignorant Chris is. That's a plus. Gee, great. I always wanted to No, that's a... And I'm... I'm dubbing for me as a comic fan 2007 as the year of Alan Moore for me. It's uh, I'm I'm really going to try and and read as much Alan Moore as, as I How can. You can buy that T-shirt. Not not nearly as much as, as I should. I, I, I have not read his Swamp Thing work. I haven't really? read Top Ten. Um, right now I'm, I'm about yeah. halfway through Promethea. I've, you know, of course I've Promethea read. Promethea pretty heady stuff, so that's a good. I'm about halfway, and and that stent stuff I haven't read. Um, Your reputation is tainted, read? sir. Yes, what have you read? Watchmen. From hell. No, I have not read. That's League of hell. Extraordinary that Gentlemen. I have read the first two collections of League. That's all there's been so far. Uh, no, the two trades, first, the, not trades. the hard, not, not oh, the yeah, me. just okay. the okay. trades. Um, gosh, uh, I haven't out. read Tom Strong yet. You, you know, suck. If, yes, I do. If you want a really good, if you want to get a taste of Swamp Thing, you want to get a taste of all this stuff that uh, Alan Moore stories of the DC universe mm-hmm. is an amazing. His Superman stories oh God, and yeah. his Swamp Thing yeah, stories are just yeah. So I, I tell you what. So so for for yeah. listeners out there. 
you know, read along with me. I may even start like a blog or something on the site yeah, and do, you know, my my, my year. Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be Alan my year and reading And his Alan sexuality at Chris? the same time. It's called 20 Years Too Late. Yes, All yes, right. exactly. <laughs> it's going to be how, how stupid is Chris for not for not Nesmith reading Alan Moore. Nesmith catches up. I'm starting with his Doctor Who stuff. You're listening to Around Comics. You can even listen naked, and no one would ever know. But seriously, I wouldn't go around telling people about that, because it's pretty freaking weird. Okay, guys, those are your top stories for the week, and uh, that means it is time to uh, leave the news desk, go over to Top of the Stack. Top, top of the stack. Top of the stack, stack, stack. That's right, it's Top of the Stack, our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. So, Tom, you are our usual first victim 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 for Top of the Stack. What you been reading this week? I picked, as my Top of the Stack, Action Philosophers, number seven, It's All Greek to You, from Evil Twin Comics. Good stuff. There's Um, a Euro on the cover. Yes. Is there really a Euro on the cover? Being Greek, I would appreciate that. Look at that! Yeah, wow! Uh, It is... Uh, if you have, if you're not familiar with action philosophers, it you is should be. the um, teaching of philosophy through comic books, which <laughs> it's so funny. Not me, I almost got a degree in philosophy when I was in college. I was going to stay an extra year. <laughs> I nearly did it, a philosophy major, which makes me an, a, a faux expert. Yeah. And, I <laughs> and I believe I have absolutely no marketable skills. I love <laughs> masturbatory arguing, <laughs> which is all that fucking philosophy is. Sure. But I wish that when I took Greek ancient philosophy, that if someone would have handed this to me, it would have actually been really, really helpful. You give Just, me a textbook with a euro on the cover and you got yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, taking it, that class. Uh, story and art by uh, Fred Van Lentz and Ryan Dunleavy. That doesn't sound Greek. No, it isn't. But they have but a Greek right. appreciation. Which but they I do a great... <laughs> I'm all for which it. Which is almost... I, I, they sort true. of go over all your pre-Arist... You know, your... Uh, Aristotelian... Aristotelian... Uh, can I uh, query you with some Aristotelian sure. philosophy? <laughs> sure. Why do you like action philosophers? Why I love action philosophers because it is it explains philosophy in a way that is actually easy to understand. Is it edutainment? It is. It is the best form of edutainment Very because cool. you laugh out loud, and at the end, I can actually understand. Uh, Thales of Miletus, which I remember when I was in uh, college, I could not understand a goddamn word about why it was important that he could figure out how tall a building was from shadows. And I'm like, what does this have to do with philosophy? One tidbit, before Aristotle and Plato, um, all the various sciences all followed the same rules. So the same rules that applied to physics would also have applied to Metaphysics. We're not going into a science. <laughs> no, I mean it's pseudoscience. It's called Neo Adams. That uh, ideas, I you know, like the everything all followed the same rules. There was no division between physics and metaphysics and all that. I, I thought it was awesome. Well, we, we and it's two ninety five, so it's four cents cheaper than. Than anything else, <laughs> we, we had actually talked about Indy Spinarak. That's the, the the first time I'd ever heard of Action Philosophers, and uh, they turned me on to the the first trade paperback. A lot of fun, cool. you know. Grab it. It, it. It's really a fun read. It's so. pre-Socratics, not pre-Aristotle. I'm sorry. Pre-Socratics. Okay. Pre-Socratics. Okay. okay. 
correction there. Um, Sal, what you been reading, buddy? Um, well, there's a lot of good stuff that came Great out this week. week. Yeah, Great week. It was a really good week. Um, I think my top of the stack is going to have to be uh, Phonogram number three. Never heard of it. Uh, you know, Kieran, I almost Karen McKelvey, you Kieran, guys. No, Karen. Gillen, Gillen and Jamie, and Jamie McKelvey. McKelvey. Um, we can mesh them together. Karen, Karen McKelvey. G- Karen McKelvey. Um, I'm sure they don't like that. I, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, have, I have no history with, like, British pop rock. You know, They call that Brit pop. Brit, Brit pop. pop, as they call it. Um, I, I, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I read this book, and I really get a feeling of what uh, David Cole and, and his cohorts are going through. Um, I understand it because I understand what it feels like to really enjoy something that other people may not understand. Well, you know what's interesting is um, I, I posted this on the forum. This cover and the actual story within it actually struck a chord with me because when I was what was 94, I must have been 15 or 16. I was a sophomore in high school. You, I'm a young man. You well, you, you young pup. And uh, <laughs> when the album that this covered phonogram number three is parodying oasis oasis it's the, it's li- the, fir- uh, it's the first definitely maybe yeah. i remember when that came out um i had a couple friends and i and we just obsessed over that album and we listened to all the b-sets all the singles and they were amazing and i remember being in love with that album for like two or three years and now looking back sort of like how the character in the book i can't remember why i, I, I like it and i remember but i can't generate that same amount of but i'm still attached to it but i'm just like god i love that album so much i listen to it so many times and i listen to it now and it's sort of nostalgia it's not well real. i think i think that's a big part of phonogram yeah. is uh, like i said i'm not a huge brit pop fan i don't know a lot of the references that are in the book I, i'm more of uh i'm not a cooler shaker fan but I'm more of a punk, you know, post-punk kind of. of, You're a Ramones man. I'm a Ramones Clash, that you know, Misfits, that kind of thing. Oh, speaking of the uh, the Clash, when uh, Indy was Indy Indy Dave, Dave, and he's and spoiling this book to to all get out. When when he's burning the records to stay warm, and he holds on to the Clash records. I'm not not burning this record. Do you remember that page? I remember that page. uh, the guy showed up at the house. <laughs> anyway, um, get back to your reviews. The thing that I thought uh, really can you know reach out and 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 make you connect with the book is that I'm not a huge Britpop fan. I don't know all the references that happen in this book, but at the same time, the story is so well written that I I am you know I really feel what the main character is feeling because I can you know I can emote what he's going through. I can understand what he's going through because at the same time, while it may not be Britpop, it was whatever music I was into. And the whole concept of music is magic it works on any level, regardless of what music you sure. were into when you were younger. Yeah, it's, not, it's not just music. It's if you love something so much... It's magic, and it can be comic books, or it can be music, right. or it can be movies, or it can be um, a relationship with somebody. And you know what? At a level, that's magic, and that's what Kieran and and, and Jamie are trying to. And, and we talk, I, I we've think, talked to Kieran a few mm-hmm. times, and we've you know we've we've talked about the book from a writing aspect. But I just want to say the last page 
of this book with with David Cole and what Jamie did with that. I, and I yeah. told Kieran this earlier was that I just thought it was so especially gorgeous of a page, and and it just it really connected with me because I knew what it was like to be a bit of an outsider, mm-hmm. and I knew what it was like to be um, not held in favor by all the popular people in whatever school you went to or whatever, you know, uh, clique that you, you know, were trying to be a part of. something special that's yours. And Phonogram captures that moment where it's like, you know what, no matter what anyone else thinks, this is special to me, and that is magic. Yeah. And also, I think that final page, there's very Chaikin-esque. Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, yeah. in terms of, of using that kind of background and everything. And I think uh, it's funny. I was working at uh, WXRT at, at the time of a lot of this music, yeah. and we were playing a lot of these songs. So that's why I find it a I very used to love series as well. coming to Chicago because when I lived in Green Bay, I could never hear, like, Oasis or Blur, Blur or Cast yeah. or any yeah. of those bands. The Cure. On, yeah. Sure. Well, if you're an old man. Well, you're <laughs> oh, ouch! Yeah. Yeah. I was over. But yeah. the the one last thing I want to say about Phonogram is one of the things I love about the about the story in the book is the idea that how much people can change from when they oh, really yeah. enjoyed something that it almost the scene with Beth that it almost but that hap- really happens oh, to it, people. Oh, it happens to everybody. Oh, sure. yeah, like, every, and I, I said this on our oh. forum was that every, everybody knows someone that they grew up with. did a 180. That yeah, that yeah. did a 180 and here, completely here's, changed. Here's the dialogue don't from the read, book. Don't read the oh, book to us. Oh, no, I swear <laughs> to God, Chris, I'm going to slap you. Don't read the fucking book to us. No, I love I love that I love this line. He's like, you know, how, how's the girl? And and he's like, you know. Next panel. And next panel. He goes, settle down, works for civil service, we'll marry her boyfriend, and I love this. Or someone exactly the same as him. And, and, and it's such a great line. But the line. thing that's fucked up about that is Everyone that knows Cole thinks like that, that. He, is, that he thinks he's better than Beth, but he isn't. Right. There's a line between. David Cole isn't better. No, he, than, he's not. Than she is. He's just less. He's um, in a different accepted. place. Yeah, he, he's in a different yeah. place. He's attached. To For those who enjoyed the originals, the Dave Gibbons uh, original graphic novel from a couple of years ago, that kind of talked about the mod generation of the early '60s. I think there's a line between stuff like that and phonograms. Oh, yeah. sure, absolutely. And, and so yeah, I would say if you're a fan of that stuff, and I know I know this show is a huge phonogram positive show. You think? Yeah. Oh no, positive. To the choir, but yeah, that's. That's what made me think. That's what I thought of when I first started reading photographs. It, 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 it's different and it's it's fun. It's it, it well, makes the, biggest, the biggest thing about the, the biggest my top of the, the biggest thing so, American number one. The biggest it's, thing it's about so late. Uh, one one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I don't mean. Uh, but one more thing about phonogram is that one uh, more thing. You know, and, and, and Kieran has talked about this a little bit. Is that. I you know if you don't know what all the references are it doesn't matter necessarily. That's the liner plug notes. Plug in, plug in, plug in whatever music that Black you listen flag to. Yeah, it doesn't or matter. MXPX or whatever yeah, band you like. Yeah, it can be anything. It, it, the story Paul Abdul. is still no effects. <laughs> I know a bunch of kids that can fucking plug no effects in. Oh, <laughs> they've done no effects is a badass band. I don't know. No, no. Um, and they've done a 180 from when um, like be- best, <laughs> best liner notes, if you want to call them, of of any book this side of Casanova. Uh, great. Yeah. It, it, the phonogram, ha- Kieran, what he writes in the back I, of the book is though, so awesome. I will say, though, as far as liner notes go, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, criminal number two. Yeah, you bet. good stuff. Where, where Ed, How about uh, the Out of the Past review? Oh, was that yeah. the best? Yeah. I read that and I went, God damn, I wish I could write a review about a comic book that well. <laughs> I mean, the man is such a talented Fuck writer. Fuck you, Ed Brubaker. Well, <laughs> and I guess Patton's stuff hasn't come out yet, right, Patton Oswalt? No, yeah, he's right. Gonna, he's right. got that coming yeah. up, too. So, no, this is going to, I think Criminal is going to be a very fun crime magazine as yeah. well as a crime I mean, that, Yeah, it definitely gives you that. magazine. Yeah. Yeah, Ed is Ed and and Sean Phillips are Ed really the they're 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 going Top all out on this one. One last thing uh, about phonogram. I'm oh, kidding. Oh. <laughs> 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 all right, Chris, Chris, John, John, what's your John? What, what uh, you? Mine is the conclusion. I'm sorry, Sal, uh, to the Batman and Son story that's happening. Grant Morrison and. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 let's not have a bad I'm going to retort. Uh, Adam. Adam, thank Wait, you. Wait, is it Adam? I, Andy? Just want I, to, Andy. I just want the ability Adam to retort when you're done. Okay, this is, this is what I would say, especially now that the story is wrapped up. I think that the Batman Ra's al Ghul story reached a very interesting point when Greg Rucker wrote Death in the Maidens because we had the death of Ra's al Ghul, and a couple months later, the Batman Begins movie comes out and there's Ra's al Ghul on the screen. What do we do when suddenly a very interesting villain who's been wonderful for decades in the books, is killed off in a very great story. In an amazing Greg Rucka story. With Klaus Jansen art, amazing. <laughs> but where does the story go from the death of Ra's al Ghul? I think in a very good direction in this story. And um, Talia is able to stand on her own in this, in this mm-hmm. story. And I like uh, the idea of Damien and, and what he represents as the son of the demon. And uh, I think that we can see a future in the Raza Ghoul story without Raza Ghoul. And I think that uh, his daughter and grandson are able to continue the tradition in a way that I didn't think was possible. Because I, I really think that the, the original stories by Denny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams, those are, those are classic Silver Age Batman stories. And I think that a lot of really good writers and artists have been able to bring out great Raza Ghoul stories as well. Oh, one yeah, of my favorites, I, Batman, Batman, the the Batman hardcover of Ra's al Ghul, the uh, Son of the Demon. Son of the Demon. Mike I mean, Mark, that's which amazing. Which inspired this story. But that's my, what I'm saying. I think I think this was a fun story. I think I loved the location. I think it had great moments of humor, great moments of action. And my last word, I just think, uh, like I said, I think Talia is a force in the Batman stories, and I look forward to their next appearance, both Talia and Damien. Is Ma- this it? The story's wrapped up? Yeah. Yes, this is the final chapter. Okay, now Morrison's sticking around on Batman? Yeah, I think he's taking it. Well, Ostrander and, and, and Tom Mandrake are going to do a series, yeah. and then, and then and both then Morrison Morrison's... and Kubert are going to come back. And don't blow it off, guys, because if you remember... Uh, Ostrander and Mandrake did that great Spectre series yep. in the 80s. Oh, Batman was always yeah, Ostrander. But, yeah, I mean, that's John's a great writer. Sure. And, and, and Tom is an amazing artist. And both of them did great work, not only in DC, but first okay. comics as what well. What was the uh, what, what, what was the first? Uh, Rimjack? Yeah, that was that was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, that, with them on it. Because Tom, you know, I, Tom I, was the second artist on that. It was, it was, t- it was Tim Truman and Ostrander, but when, Ost- when Truman wasn't doing the art, it was Mandrake, Mandrake. doing the Grimjack. And Mandrake art. did the great Great job on yeah. that. Yeah, and, and also I'd only... say the Suicide Squad too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. Ostrander, Ostrander's always had a good handle on Batman, and Certainly. I look forward to the story. My only contention with with Morrison on Batman is, is the problem is I compare it to Morrison. And I compare you can't do that. You can't. Well, do but that I can. I certainly, you, certainly, you, I can. You, you, I have every, every right to do that because sure. Morrison has shown me that he can do more than what he's done in this Batman series. I just got done reading the second volume of Animal Man. By Grant Morrison, Excellent series. And, and and that is far and away one of the best 
uses of a small DC character, yep. let alone a gigantic, yeah, a D level character. character. And what he does in that series is so impressive. I look at that, and then I look at this Batman. Yeah, but but you have to look at that is that a lot of writers have so much more freedom whenever they're using a D level. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. What about X Men? New X Men. Morrison had. Oh, you can't use the X Men. Oh, X-Men. certainly you I can. Certainly X-Men. I can. That's fine. That's fine. He, I disagree. He, That's all. You're telling I mean, I me this is a level. You're, te- you're telling me that he had more freedom with the X Men than he did with Batman. Yeah, probably. No, no, no chance. So. I, yeah, I think no I think like chance. Great. I think if you look at Fifty Two. Batman, all the stuff that Morrison's doing, I think DC likes having Grant Morrison. Oh, certainly. Oh, they, the they just signed him to an exclusive. They just signed him to an exclusive deal. You're telling me that that Morrison couldn't have done more with this character? And I'm sorry, sure well, he can. Again, Sal, I understand. I can appreciate your opinion on that. I think I think this is an exceptional. Batman. What's wrong with I him? Think it's just right, I think what is good? wrong with him writing just a good Batman story? Because he has the ability to be great. And who's and to say this is the only Batman story? Who know, who's well, to it's, say it's not finished, back? but exactly. you know what? If you're if, if, if you're Grant Morrison, you and you are giving the you know keys to the castle, Can you why would the, you all of a sudden just you know decide to do something you know mediocre? In was my the, opinion, was the first new X Men arc, and, I, and forgive me because you know how I feel about the X Men, but was the first <laughs> X Men arc? Uh, an amazing first arc where it was like from the from the moment that that it was very different. Yeah. It, it was it, very yes. different. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't give Morrison credit. I, I can't give him a pass because it's his first arc on oh, Batman. No. Well, I'm just saying that. I mean, he knows, did. In who knows we, that in, this might not be the opening salvo to a much it, it bigger may be. story. I just maybe. thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Like I said, I'm comparing it to. Grant Morrison. I'm comparing Grant Morrison Do you like to Grant uh, Morrison. Detective stuff? I love his Dini. Yeah, I love Dini stuff. I like the cross stuff on it. At least it was something. To me, at least it was something new. The cross stuff. Um, Alfred sounded like uh, Oscar Wilde just eating a thesaurus, <laughs> and he looked like the leader in one hey, panel. No, I can't disagree with you. I cannot disagree with you. Alfred was a little wonky. One yeah. minor topic like, to mention, uh, Marv Wolfman is doing an excellent job on Nightwing, and truly, speaking of Alfred, the best part of the most recent Nightwing was the opening conversation between Dick Grayson and Alfred, and it once again proves, uh, and I hate to sound like a fanboy, but that Dan DeDio was wrong and that Dick Grayson has a very important role in the DC Universe, and it's wonderful to hear him interacting with these other characters. Who's Dick Grayson again? Yeah, remember him? Uh, <laughs> he's, it, it was great, and it, was, it, it shows once again that Marv hasn't lost a step. Way to go, Marv. Oh, Marv's, you know. All, all right, right, all right guys. Um, I am so far behind in my comic book reading. I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get married. Hello? Actually, I, think I, have a job. I think I already picked Justice League of America number one. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, like three weeks ago. <laughs> when right it came ago. out. Yeah. Yeah. Ago. Two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Weeks ago. And I'm not that far behind, but I finally caught up with JLA. Have you read all three? Or like zero through three? Or no. Or? Uh, Mark, can you put a reorder in on JLA <laughs> number two? Not for you. <laughs> okay. Um, this week I got caught up with uh, JLA, the zero issue and number one, and Brad Meltzer has me like actually caring about Red Tornado. Yeah. 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 
No, it's great. Brett Meltzer is a fantastic writer. Yes, I don't listen Roy. to the internet, people. How about Roy Harper, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, just, oh, I'm oh. so happy about Spo- it. Spoilers ahead. When when Hal Most and people read this two yeah, months ago. ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they shot Kennedy. Fucking spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler ahead. Lindbergh landed safely in Paris. Yeah. When, when, they when, don't when, find the, the baby's dead. Lindbergh's baby's dead. When, spoilers, guys. When, when, they, when they go to pick up Roy, and it's what, Hal and uh, Canary, dying, right? Yeah. Guess what and, happened and, in 52, week 13. <laughs> and, 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 and they come in, and Ollie opens, opens the door, and he's like, oh, well, let me guess, you're getting the band back together? And it's like... Yeah, but we're not here to get you. And whenever so your and problem is you're a Marvel can zombie. Can you let me talk and, about and the fucking book, please? Because he's like, all right, no problem. I'm going to get my arrows. And it's like, no, we're not here for you. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay. We're here for you. And, and d- just how proud of Roy that, that, that Ollie, Ollie was, was, yeah. was was such a cool mo- – I'm a Marvel guy, but – such a fanboy moment to see oh, yeah. that passing of the torch from Ollie to Roy. Brad you, you're not reading 52, are you? No, I'm not. You really need to be. But I'm, I'm going I to. mean, you really, I mean. Squawky and, crocky. And, no, no, no. Here's what you do with 52. And anybody out there that's like a Marvel zombie that's like Chris and not reading 52 because you're afraid of not getting it or not getting all the, because there's a lot of. Sort of continuity. Yeah, you need to be a DC fan to yes. get a lot of the stuff out of it. Oh, yeah. But here's what you do. You pick up 52 every week, and you sit down and you read it. And as you're reading it, you have your computer open, and you go to Wikipedia, <laughs> and you look up who these people are, and you'll get it. And or you'll get, call, well, and that's the, or you can so call Tom. Chris, as much yeah. as you love, but that's, that's why what's great about Zero and One, I'm sorry, Sal, but what's great about Zero and One is when you see Black Lightning and Tarek, or talking and getting information from, oh, yeah. from, from Phil Cobb, the, the signal man. Yeah. Now, Tom will appreciate it because I'm sure, Tom, you've seen in the 100-page spectaculars the old 50s yep. signal man and Blue Bowman stories. Yep. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have all those. There you go. And that's why it's like, yeah, this guy used to be signal man, and now he's just kind of a burnt-out druggie and stuff. Well, if you really, as you say, Sal, if you are a DC nut and everything, you know exactly you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And it's just even that more of an appreciation. And that's because Brad was reading the same 100 page Super Spectacular. He's got all those 100 pages that I have. Absolutely. He does. (laughs) Yeah. He does, Tom. Well, that's the thing. And a good writer like that can can separate. It's a problem. I I, I look at it as a problem sometimes because, you know, like Meltzer and Johns and then those guys. Oh, they get it. Wade, uh, certainly, certainly. And and Rucka is kind of getting there to some degree. Oh, but he understands but, certain but characters, like the question. It, you know, it's, and, a, it's a problem almost to some degree because if you're not a longtime DC fan, you may miss out. But I think they've done a really good job of, of, of you know, riding the fence. They've, they've, There's a oh, difference yeah. between saying, writing a story where someone's like, I don't understand what's going on, and writing a story that involves history that says, well, maybe you would like to know more about this right. history and inviting you to, to, to well, enjoy what, it. What, yeah. What's brilliant yeah. about the series so far and once again, I'm zero and one. I still have to get two <laughs> and three. But you know, three for really for well. for, yes, for Soups and Wonder Woman and Batman to be going through these characters and saying this is why they should be in the league or this is why they shouldn't it's an be in the league. Conversation. It is so it gets more interesting as it goes. Oh, ab- it's absolutely! It's like yeah. you know. This, Am I this, in? I mean that you know that's that's yeah yeah. Not to spoil it, but but that's that's. 
that is one of the I'm geeked up lines. about the JLA, and I'm freaking out about this because I don't Do you want give a shit about pages? the JLA. Do you want Do you some hundred pages? <laughs> Do you want to read some? I got yes. some Superman yes. family. Yes, yes. I well, what, what else came out this week? Because cool again in, in an identity crisis, yeah. and and suddenly made him an important Green Arrow villain again. And it's that it's that kind of brilliance that Brad is bringing to the hey, series. I, I wanna, the good news is there's still another ten issues to go. I want to mention a book that I got. Um, I'm not done. Vampirella. Oh, you're no, not done. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got, I got no. Um, uh, Dark Horse 20th anniversary. Wasn't that fun? 25 cent special. Um, I just want to you know say congratulations to Dark Horse for 20 years of fantastic work. And fuck you for making us feel Mike old. Yes, and uh, you know, Dark Horse is a fantastic company. They put out some really fantastic work, and that twenty-five cent special. Spend the money. Spend the quarter. Spend, spend the yeah. Point. Spend the spend quarter. The two bits. There's some art in there that is just phenomenal. But here's my suggestion: when you get it, put it to the side. Don't run through it real fast like you do a lot of your get books. Get slabbed. No, don't get it slabbed. <laughs> CGC but, it. but take your time. Take a little quiet time. Sit down. And appreciate really masturbate. No, no, and really okay, appreciate. I'm sorry, I'm just really appreciate some of the artwork that's in there. I mean, yeah. Adam Hughes, Doug yeah. Mankey, Josh Frank Whedon. Miller, Joss Whedon. I mean, there's some fantastic hey. art yeah. in there. That Eric Powell has smart. Eric Powell is yeah. in there. I mean, there's uh, um, uh, Stan Sakai does a does a Sin City. Oh, I mean, cool. that's the that's cool thing cool. about. I think my favorite out of all of them is uh, is the Frank Miller. Does mm-hmm. Yusa, uh, Yusagi Jimbo? Yojimbo. Yeah. He does a Yusagi Yojimbo, which is phenomenal. That's but cool. Even more than Frank's art is the color, and I can't think of the 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 colorist name. It's a it's a woman, but phenomenal. It's just awesome. The color really just makes that piece of art. But for twenty five cents, you hey, cannot go wrong. And congratulations to Dark Horse. Yeah, absolutely. For for twenty years of great product. Putting yeah, it out, guys. Whatever. Keep it up. Um, uh, I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Shut up. No, I'm teasing. Actually, I was just telling uh, a few of the other uh, Dark Tower guys that uh, how much I love what Dark Horse has been doing with uh, oh, yeah. with Conan. I forget. The, I forget the dude's name. Ted. Ted. Yeah, Ted. Yeah, Ted and I were talking before about uh, about Conan and how great Tim Trude is doing. But I'm sorry, man. Don't ever talk. Dark Horse has really done a great job of keeping the independent spirit of comics alive for a long time. Yeah, I mean, without them, there are a lot of books that never would have came out. And for 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 Hellboy alone. Thank oh, you. Uh, yeah. No, and the great thing is, from Hellboy to Conan to the Star Wars books that Concrete. they do an excellent job with. Concrete, of course, Goon. is wonderful. Moon is fantastic. Uh, I mean, Getting Rex Mundy yeah, was a Rex wonderful Mundy way to great. extend an arm. Fear Agent is now going to Dark Horse. Oh, yeah, so that good for, yeah. Yeah. Good for Rick Remender. Very yeah. good. Answer. We're going to be talking to Rick and Tony next week. They're good men. Yep, I absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go through the, the, the rest of my stack for the week. Uh, just to let you know... Um, what, and what's on my poll list? Why, why keep fucking care? Um, Eternals uh, number five came out. Uh, Punisher Max haven't read it yet, but it's always good. Uh, Ultimate X Men, The Cross Bronx. If you're not reading The Cross Bronx, please do so. It Doctor Strange, such, The Oath like, number two. And, I mean, so Ivan, fun. Ivan's a great writer. It's just it's been such a pleasant surprise. And if I may, Brian Bennis and I were talking about how great. Who? How much you may not. Mike Oming is the a damned? busy little boy. He's the, the Damned, number two. I this hear that, a I hear that really, is a com- around This is a good book from Oni. This is just a good 
good, good. Cohen Bond, Brian Hurt, take it And up. I'm not just it's saying that because so cool. Cohen comes to our site and he posts on it and, and we have a relationship. This a is book. a good book. Tales of the um, Unexpected? Tales of the Unexpected um, is Okay, there, there was, there was a poster. I, I'm going to go back and read Tales of the Unexpected, number one. I still like it. haven't read number two yet. Going to I demand a Doctor 13 miniseries. Bullet yes. points. I think it's the Bullet funniest points. fucking Bullet character. Oh, hey, guys. Isn't it crazy that it's Azarello writing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so nutty. Um, Bullet points, points come number out this one. Week, everyone, fantastic. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed, I really it. enjoyed I it. I didn't want to like it, but I loved it. But Superman Family what. 185. I'll tell you what. Reading it, either. reading Bullet Points number one the whole time. All I thought was they need an Invaders book. That's all I thought <laughs> the whole time I was reading. DMZ came out. If you're not reading DMZ, please do. I know Tom's not a huge fan of it. I dropped it like It's okay. I just. I How about Green Lantern? I love Green Lantern. Ethan Manskyver, Jeff Johns. Hal Jordan. Exactly I thought it was one of the best explanations of sort of the problems, the things that make Hal Jordan what he is, and the problems that comes with that sort of truck driving, hubris, being a toy salesman, hubris, and like hubris is like what leads to being his a problem. man with being the the original man without fear. Snap. And, and, and what? And, 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 well, it's, no, and I love Daredevil, yeah. but, he, but and that's why that's why Hal was chosen to be Green Lantern. And as you say, the price that you pay for being that. Did you just say right the original man? He was the original man. Get the fuck off my panel. I'm sorry, and I love, I love Daredevil, but way before Stan came up with the line, that's how they described Hal. But yeah, I mean, did they really? Yeah, Abin Sur chose Hal because he was a the man, man without fear. fear. Don't and, shit. And yeah. Ivan Reyes. Ivan Reyes. Ivan Reyes. Wonderful artist. Wonderful artist. It's no, it's, he Skyver, the man without good. fear, yeah. John. I bow at your mountain of knowledge. Okay, can I Earth talk about a book? Can I talk? Can I talk? That's what it is. Earth, Joe, Joe Casey does a great you. job on these miniseries, um, and I'm happy to see Avengers you. next. Boo! Turd wrapped in turd. Uh, wow. Young Avengers wow. Runaways, wrapped which I am turd enjoying. Turd tortilla. Okay. Turd tortilla. It was. Joe Casey doing a great job. Sal, Sal, we've finally done it. We've talked about comics. Are you happy? Not really, because uh, it's been silly and, uh, you Drunk. know, drunken and... They're comic uh, books. Come on. I have to say, I have to say, wait a minute, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Tom showed me this comic and... Oh, sorry. This may be the greatest comic book ever. I got it off eBay This may, part of a lot. This may be the greatest comic ever produced. This is the Secret Society of Supervillains, number eight. Yep. <laughs> 35 cents, published in August of... Uh, I believe it's 76 70, or something. Yeah, probably okay. just turned the explosion. There's lots of flashes. Wait, no, 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 no. This is who is in the, Captain Comet. Yes, he was the yep. chief... Uh, Gorilla Grodd. Kid Flash and the Trickster and the Trickster <laughs> all booties. in one issue. With the I don't know yeah. that you can get any better than that. And there's a big ass spalding hat on the amazing. back. Inside you have Star Sapphire. Is that the Doctor J uh, Rick Barry spalding hat that's on the back? Yes, it is. It's one of my truly the favorite ads back oh, in the day. Oh, and Funky Flash now it's, inside. Now it's my turn, Julius. <laughs> yeah. It's the best moment when Rick Barry speaks and tries to out. Rick like, Barry. Because, yeah, slam. You know, he shoots a 30 foot. Dr. J does a great <laughs> typical slam duck. And, and then Rick, Rick Barry, Barry as white as he could be. Now it's my turn, Julius. <laughs> Three, and, a perfect and, jump shot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one, <laughs> and one day, my son will be the shooting guard that will follow up Michael Jordan. Rick Barry is best as an icon. On. He's yeah. wearing a sweater vest, which is All right, unfortunate. Guys, that's going to wrap up Top of the Stack. <laughs> oh, Let's move God. on to some listener voicemails. We talked about the hotline, oh. which really derailed the show earlier. But we 
But we got a great we got we got a great uh, listener voicemail from uh, Chip Weedrocker over in Rockford, Chip Illinois. Chip Weedrocker. Weed Chip Rocker. Oh, okay. Week Rocker in Rockford, Illinois. Ah, hello, Chip. Good Lord. All right, here's Chip. Hey, around comics. This is uh, Chip Weedrocker in the forums. Just wanted to call and say thank you, Sal, for the sketch. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And uh, great topic. Yeah, homos in comics. Thank you. Yeah, friends who read comics, love you know comics, and they're gay. Thanks for the great shows again, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Jonathan Hickman. Nightly news rocks. Talk to you later. Bye. Nightly news does rock. Thank you, Weed Whacker. Thank you, Weed Whacker. <laughs> <weed whack. laughs> I'm glad you in, uh, you enjoyed this sketch. Um, it's gonna be the latest hour. Uh, it was show. of a the Saint of Killers from Preacher. He's a big Preacher fan. All his sketches are Preacher, so he begged me and pleaded that I would give him a sketch, even though I told him that I'm a horrible artist. You did. Right, nice sketch. It was great. And uh, I owe, now Pat Loika wants a sketch. Loika. Loika. I call him Loika. It's Loika. Loika. Pat wants a sketch for me. Um, and I that's want a sketch it. For I'm done. No, Sal, I'm Sal, done. Do sketches. Sketch? No, don't request sketches. For Maybe me. this is an off-air conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chip, thank you very much. Um, last week's episode, the homosexuality in comics, we had a really fun time with that. Check out Steve at his podcast at uh, Comfort Queers and we Stevie D. Stevie D. And thanks for picking on me in your podcast, DVD. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know. All right, uh, the forum guys, um, uh, Tom. Forum was amazing. There was like four posts. You could have made up fucking questions. Well, now I get fucking <laughs> silence like I'm the dick. You guys are okay. We tell you you're amazing every week. I'm not bad mouth in our forum. You go right ahead, buddy. You talk you down to him. Says the forum was amazing this week as always. Thanks, I, well, I thank told you earlier. I thank you to forum, everyone who posted comments amazing. on the <laughs> thoughts of today's amazing. topic. Uh, just so everyone is aware, we That's post the next line. week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at www.aroundcomics.com. We have a contest going on. We do have a so contest. The, uh, the Exterminators Bug Hunt. Go to www.aroundcomics.com and look, click on the uh, Exterminators Bug Hunt challenge. Or rewind the episode <laughs> to ne- four hours ago. And, and Download our flyer <laughs> for the Listener LCS Challenge. Drop us a vote at Podcast Alley. Leave an iTunes review for us and Word Balloon at the iTunes Music Be Store. Be as cool as Andy, Andy Parks. Parks. Or, or um, what's your fake name, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burt Wheeler. Burt Wheeler. Be as cool as Burt Wheeler. Thank you to the New York Comic Con. Thank you to Jonathan Hickman, Jeremy Hahn, any Vince John Bay, Suntress. Uh, Pat oh, Loika, John Suntress, Sal, Thanks, as always, even though Tom, you're not the producer thanks, anymore, you, you worthless sack. Yeah. Uh, Tom, thanks, Dustin, I'm a, I'm a I, I have sack. pity on your soul for editing this train wreck of a show. Everyone it's out there. It's safe to say thank- the worst thing this week wasn't me yelling into the mic. <laughs> it's Everyone, pretty safe to say that. Have a wonderful week. We'll problem. be back again next Monday if. Dustin gets the episode out on yeah. time. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around rambling. If you
you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week, where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. Comics.